Kagurobachi fans, welcome back to Miku's Crack House. This is episode 127. I am the blacksmith sorcerer, Sam Kingma, and joining me is my best friend and co-host full of fresh hate, Miles J. Miles, we got a bunch of questions from the crackheads this week, and we're going to get to them. But before we do, I introduced you to Shonen Jump's new weekly series called Kagurabachi earlier this morning with a screenshot that is one of the funniest panels I have seen in a long time. And (laughs) it reads the main character speaking to his companion about why he doesn't remove his scar, which is something that they're capable of doing in this universe. He simply says, every morning when I wash my face and look in the mirror, I see this scar and I remember that day. So every day, I start the morning with fresh hatred. And that that bar sums up the level of edge in this manga to a perfection. To a perfection. Now, is the manga perfection? Is Kagurabachi perfection? No. But what Kagurabachi has become online, Miles, is what I wanted to talk about on Crackhouse. Kagurabachi is manga Morbius. Oh, okay. Kagurabachi was a, a announced by an anime like news site about four or five days ago, apparently. And it just came out yesterday. Um, they updated Shonen Jump this week on a Monday instead of Sunday for, I don't know. I don't really know the reason, but whatever. Um, and it's... Uh, <laughs> And basically everyone sees it, and they just showed the image of the character, like this very specific key art image of him holding a katana, and he's just got this, like, edgy look on his face. And everyone's like, oh, and it was also said it was inspired by Bleach or whatever. So people are like, oh yeah, big three, next big three, one piece, JJK, and Kagurabachi. So then everyone just started fucking like talking about how it's you know the next big thing and it's awesome and you have uh accounts making like anime like adaptations of panels from the one chapter <laughs> that exists and they're so good and miles they're so good the anime adaptation pro- profiles the photos are like so god tier good uh and then people are like yeah mappa just announced that they're doing a 24 episode adaptation <laughs> The, I think I think the best question now is just like cuz cuz how many people because I'm not going to I'm not going to um try and like predict whether or not this this shit will get canceled it'll go on if it'll be good if it'll be bad I my question is how many people will stick it out for the meme do you think It well here's the thing though Miles It was a meme after I read it which is a unique situation I read it as like I walked into my hey new series all right let's let's check it out and I read it and I was like dude this is the type of like Lincoln Park hybrid theory Shadow the Hedgehog era now you're Sasuke. selling me you're really selling me on this it's edge it's just it's got a great level of edge in the 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 main character 
is a fucking straight-laced fucking edgelord with, like, a very little chill, dude. I will not allow slime like you to wield a katana. Like, come on, bro, come on. And the world is cool. It's, like, it, it's sort of got, like, a, it's, like, a mo modern, but, like, very, like, Edo period weaponry. Everyone still uses Yakuza and stuff. Are we we're still wielding katanas? And there is sorcery. And his dad was like this legendary blacksmith because he imbued his swords and katanas with sorcery. And he was going to follow in his dad's footsteps. But something bad happened. We didn't learn what it was. But him and a, his companion friend, who is like his dad's friend, they're on a, on a quest to fucking stop people who are using katanas for evil. Because as a weapons maker, when you hand a katana to someone and sell it to someone or give it to someone, you got to make sure that they're going to be a good person. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's why we make awesome. weapons. It's, that's so it's, sick. It's such a fucking like. See, this this feels manga. good. This feels good to me. Like that that because I'm always talking about like how much I really want certain things to like be like to take inspiration from different parts of the past. And I actually want to talk about this because I saw a movie that does this, but. Like, I'm always talking about, like, yeah, more people need to draw from, like, this source material instead of this source material. Stop with the Avatar. I always, like, I, I know I keep bringing it up, but stop with the Avatar. Other things exist. And a lot of them are really good. You should check them out and draw from them instead of Avatar again. Like, so the fact that, like, we're getting a good nostalgic 2000 story. Because this is, like, I, I really want to see, like, more Magical Girl stuff that's, like, actually fucking 70s through 90s era. Like, even, even into early 2000s, like, Magical Girl where it's, like, Pretty Cure. Like, actual just fucking Magical like Girl stuff. Like, it's dark. not a parody or a meta commentary. Exactly. Or... It, can, it can be dark, but I'm talking, like, Utena Dark where that's... That's like the story content is dark as opposed to guys, magical girls as a thing are dark. We send women out to fight evil. That's wrong. Like, like, no, just give it to me. Right. Like the fact that someone is like, like, because a lot of people who are making anime nowadays, I'm assuming are inspired by a lot of the more like. Um, I mean, because uh, here's the thing, though. Americans are very inspired by, like, Bleach and Naruto and, and the all The Toonami era stuff. The Toonami yeah. era stuff. But, like, the fact that there's an actual Japanese thing that is inspired by, like, just mega edgy stuff, it just feels so good. Because, like, that's that's what I want now. Like, that kind of yeah. different flavor that's, like, that, that it's Anton Ego eating the soup. That's what I want yeah, and I was also saying too, I was remarking to my, my pal Bryce about, about telling him kind of about the first chapter and my thoughts on it. And it's like, and I was feeling this way, I also feel this way, by the way, for the record, about last week's new series called Mama Yu Yu, which has a very just com, it's a little complicated what's going on there. And I didn't really care for the first chapter that much, but there was a lot of cool shit in the fur, in the color page was like, the color spread was like fucking awesome. Uh, like, su just super cute, really great, very old-school-looking art. Again, from, like, a more 90s-style era, like, uh, like, Yokohama Shopping Lug, almost-style, like, art, art. Yeah, like, that's, that's for great. Some of the, for Give some of the background me. characters. It's, like, real, for some of the more, more background characters, it's really <laughs> cool. Um, in the second chapter, I felt like did a bit more with the world-building, but both those series' first chapters, I feel like, and uh, maybe you can add to this, too, Miles. Like, I feel like most stories in Shonen Jump that 
like stick around in the in the magazine or become like pretty pretty big hits have a like first chapter that just has the juice like it might not be like one of the best chapters in the entire series or anything but no no it just first has, chapter like, is is great like in my opinion it's very rare to get to get like a truly excellent first chapter because you know what has like a really bland first chapter is berserk Berserk has one of, like, the most, like, bland first chapters I've ever seen. It's like, oh, the hero who's a dark hero gets into a bar fight and kicks their asses. It's like, you can't start any more lame if you tried. And, like, Berserk is, like, king god tier, SSS tricky tier fucking manga now. But, like, that first chapter is is grade a lane you know like that's kind of how it is yeah but, but it has the juice like because the art is still really excellent the art's still really good and like guts is just a fucking freak and yeah uh, I, the, like the the reveal of his like arm and all his cool powers like that's it's got some juice like all you need is the is the powers juice or, or, or just or like a juicy moment so like i'll give a couple of examples from like the the modern some modern popular ones my hero academia's first chapter has the juice like deku on top of the fucking skyscraper with all might like that whole confrontation being told he can't be a hero and then he's got to go and they go save his fucking bully and then all might is called to action and sees him for the hero he can be that's juice that's juice because you feel like oh this story is gonna mean something like this yeah. story is gonna be be something that matters something or like, in great is gonna happen yeah, or, like, in Jujutsu Kaisen, like, it starts with Itadori's, like, basically only living relative, his grandfather, sort of passing away, and basically his last words to her being, like, make sure that when you die, you're surrounded by people who care about you, and then he ends up eating the Sakuna finger and gets sucked in this world and is basically told, like, yeah, so you gotta eat all these fingers, and then you die, uh, and then we're gonna kill you. So it's, like, so it is, like, Oh, what's he gonna do? Like it's if it, it just feels like oh, like there's there's gonna be something here. There's gonna be something of of value or merit here. This story might be something of big, you know, or could be something big. Or even Demon Slayer. His whole family gets fucking wiped out, and his sister's a demon, and he's got to fucking turn her back. Simple fucking plot when you really break it down, but it's fucking compelling as shit. Yeah, all you need is 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 the great. First of all, the great moment, and especially, like, the, the, something that makes you say, like, oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. What's, what's gonna happen next? Because if you have a particularly strong moment, just the, just the one, like, again, like, Makima coming in and seeing Denji, like, oh, what's this bitch about? Yeah, dude, it's Chainsaw Man's the exact same thing. Dude, Denji gets cut up by the Mafia. And dies. Yeah. And that is revived by Pochita and then found by Makima. That's juice. That's yeah. juice. It's great juice, and, and we're in it to win it already. That said, speaking of like it to win it. Like 65th best chapter, probably. Yeah, no. <laughs> not, not even close to, to one of the best chapters in, in there, but it's got the but, juice. But it's got the juice. And th and that's all, all that it matters for what a long series runs. And I feel like both Mama Yu Yu had the juice, and I feel like Kagurabashi. Karabachi, I might have to, I might have to, to actually week to week this one. I, I will just give you a forewarning. The big, my biggest issue with the first chapter was that the protagonist, while I love his demeanor, he he just has one facial expression, and it's him doing this. 
<laughs> like he has like an oval, like an oval mouth in like uh, over 65% of the panels he's in. He has this really- And you start to you start to realize it. And like that's okay if you're Ozen from Maiden Abyss, the character like that. Yeah. It's, but, but it's, it's like, not okay character and and the problem is and it's like one of these fucked up things where it's like his dad who looks exactly like kafka from kaiju number eight but that's neither here nor there is uh like he's extremely expressive and he's a very like eccentric guy and he it, it has a lot of emo- emotion to all his panels where like the the sun character is or Chihiro is the main char- uh, main character's name is extremely like stoic all the time and o facing everybody oval facing everybody hey and um it's it's just it's goofy and i hope now that because basically it was really bad in the first half of the story when he's like 14 but then we time skipped like 38 months and then he's 18 so um i my hope is it's a little better in like chapter 2 but i I just liked it, dude. Like, like it's and it's like I'm not. I don't want to hype it up. It's like a six out of ten, but like I just connected I, with the vibe of it. A now lot. this like, I, I have that. to. Oh, trust me, I have to talk about connecting with the vibe of a of a six seven out of ten. I got this. But but first we got questions. I don't want to. I, yes. I wanted to Let's answer these, these questions right at the Let's start. Let's talk about these questions because we, we got a lot. Because we we um, always we save questions for last, and I always feel bad about that a little bit. Like yeah. Yeah, it also gives us a great opportunity to tell you all to join the Discord if you want to answer questions. Or, excuse me, if you want to answer the questions, you can. You can't do we it encourage you to answer the questions. That's not, a, that's not an illegal statement. That's not, a, that's not a penalty-worthy statement. But you can also join the Discord to ask us questions that we'll answer on a later episode. So We do it every 500 weeks. Yeah, basically. So let's knock these out. So first one comes from Unbound Soul, who does the timestamps. Thank you very much. Appreciate Thank you. It. Thank you. Uh, they got us a couple questions. Uh, one of them, first one, basically is about challenge runs, Miles. Specifically, specifically, like how you feel about challenge runs and how much of a stickler. Specifically, like how much of a stickler to the rules of a self-imposed challenge run. Because specifically, what what Unbound wants to know about is 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 like this the the self imposed gamer challenge run like like the Nuzlocke or like I'm going to do a soul level one run of Dark Souls like something something that's like not arbitrary like like yeah, there's or a- like I'm gonna do a hardcore no quick save run of like thief or the the iron man game. the richard iron man from hotline miami like yeah exactly certain things that are that like because i think there's a difference between i've had a lot of friends who have done um pristine only runs of tears of the kingdom where they only, and i tried one and it unfortunately i just don't think it's very interesting but like that's not like that run doesn't go down in the annals of history that's like a fun little self-imposed challenge the no paraglider run is that's more of a that's a little more of a of a of like a, a story to challenge like when you've done the no paraglider run of tears of the kingdom you you can say you've done something when you've completed a nuzlocke you can say you've done something i mean i th- I, I actually i i have to as a player of pokemon <laughs> i adamantly disagree because here's the thing because it's not hard on that like, level of nuzlocke because the base level nuzlocke rules are so piss easy if you play the game 
with any tact at all. Base Nuzlocke rules are easy. So Nuzlocke have evolved over time to what is commonly referred to as the hardcore set of rules, which involves self-imposed level caps. And basically, it's the classic rules of first Pokemon in each route, Pokemon faints, it dies, plus level cap to the ace of the current gym leader. Um, and also... um. That's mainly it. I think there's, I think there's other, there's one more rule. Oh, no items in battle, of course. Yes, of course. Um, I just p casually play Pokemon with no items in battle because I feel like I'm a fucking cheating asshole, even when, when the AI is popping full restores and shit. Like, I feel like a fucking cheating dick if I, if I whip out a potion, so I just, I just don't do it ever. Um, so I kind of, yeah, that one slipped my mind. But yeah, and like, that actually makes, it a bit tougher. But even that's not that bad. But but you can this still say you've done something. You can yeah, still say and, you've and, done and, it. And it's storied. And, and using Nuzlocke, specifically hardcore Nuzlocke Smiles, I wanna we can answer another aspect of Unbound's question here. Which is sort of about like caveats. So like a big thing a couple years ago with Nuzlocke was like ra hacking in rare candies. And or yeah, hacking in rare candies to sort of just level up your Pokemon to the the level cap, so you can just skip the grinding. And grinding in Nuzlocke is a part of the experience because your Pokemon can die during fucking grinding if you're not paying attention, um, or if you're trying to to rush it because you want to level up faster and you get and you get greedy. Yeah, like just if you go to a higher level area to try and grind, like that's that's a real danger. Now you can go to an easier area and grind, but that's a choice you have to make. Exactly exactly. Whereas like when you just pack in rare candies, it takes all the challenge out of that. However, what rare candies do add is not only do they take the time out from grinding, it also makes losing a team member way less harder of a pill to swallow because like there would be runs where if you're doing a classic nuzlocke and you basically got a team of six that you've been rocking with the most of your run and you lose like one or two of them in like a late game boss fight it's gonna take a long ass fucking time to get to you'll have two substitutes probably available to you in your box throughout the your adventure, but grinding them up naturally would take a long fucking time to what in reality would be like maybe like 10 more fights. Whereas with the rare candies, it's just like, all right, get in the fucking party, you get up to the level cap, and then you're on your fucking merry way. Um, so like, how do you feel about like caveats like that, where it's like, all right, I am going to hack in this shit, but, like cut on the grinding just I, so I can get on with it. I think I think the thing about a challenge run, if it's not just for fun, because I'm I'm sorry, we live in the age of the internet, and you have to compare yourself more so than than ever to everyone else who's playing the game. I don't know if it has to necessarily affect you, but like, we always talk about the discourse, right? We always bring up the discourse. And the thing about the discourse is that like, you kind of have to come at it from a, a perspective of like, of like, we're all, we've all sort of had a similar, but not the same experience. So when you have something that is that, particular right like if, if you if you want to enter the discourse about starfield right i guarantee you a lot of the people that you're gonna be talking to have played starfield with mods and so yeah, like, every copy of starfield is personalized 
Yeah, and, and so if you want to talk about Starfield, the game, like, and really talk about the game, you have to play it without mods. No one's gonna do that, though. Uh, unless you're playing on, like, PS5, right? Some, or, sorry, Xbox Series X. Uh, shit like that. So... With a game like Starfield, like, I think that there is a certain degree of, like, you can let the discourse slide. But, like, when you're entering the Nuzlocke realm or, like, the self-imposed challenge realm, you either do it that way or you don't. And if you don't do it that way, you can't really talk about having done it. Now, you can yeah. you can personally feel that you've done it and you've done it the way that you want and you can be happy that you tried it and you can have fun and have that fun experience. But, like, if you're going to come in and be like, bruh, Nuzlocke's are so easy and you did the hard candy shit... D- d- you didn't do it like it's it's sort of like um when we were talking about you have beaten contra on one credit but i, I have i have beaten con- yes i i <laughs> i have technically beaten contra without 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 losing your three losing lives using a continue and without losing th- three lives However, I had the Konami code enabled when I did it, so it doesn't really count. There's a level of peace of mind that you have. Like, the psychological element is really important No, you're totally right, dude. You are absolutely right, because it was not on my mind, my level of performance that run, until until I got through stage five. I'm like, hey, I still got the spread. This is awesome. Uh, And then I lose it in, like, halfway through stage six or something. (laughs) But I only died, like, four times that entire playthrough. But you get extra lives... Throughout, you'd have like five or six lives by that point. So I, I technically would have beaten Red Falcon and everything without the, uh, without having to use a, a continue. But but yeah, no, I technically really didn't do it. Um, you you met the requirements necessary to say that you have done a one credit clear of Contra, and theoretically, anyone who's used the Konami code has met the credentials to say they've done a one credit clear of Contra. Because if you didn't get fucking killed thirty times. Then you've done a one credit clear of Contra. But there is a certain level of like when people are referring to the one credit clear, they don't necessarily mean like, oh, just beating the game without using a continue. Like, I think they are very specifically referring to the basic stats when if you dropped a quarter into your NES, which you can't do, uh, yeah, you know, that you would be the experience. You don't see the con- it's three lives. And you don't see the continue screen, and you can get more lives when you play the game. But like, other than that, when you see the continue screen, you got to continue again. That's putting in another quarter. That's not a one credit clear. Like it, it, it's a, uh, it's yeah. I, I I no I I I agree with you, and I did it. Like <laughs> I agree with you. I'm like yeah, it doesn't really count. IMO like yeah, and and like and and here's the thing: if someone wants to be satisfied that they've done it, like I'm definitely not gonna. I'm not going to comment and tell them like they didn't do it, like, because that's just a dick move. But I think that there is also a certain level of like, you kind of have to respect your elders who have, who have, who have done better, like, who have done the real thing. Yeah. No, abs- Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Like, uh, like the fact that, like, uh, shout out our buddy Tom, who's beaten Ninja Gaiden on original NES hardware. Holy fucking shit, dude. Fucking yeah. He's done the real thing. Like, like, I, I want to do, like, like, a. I a- can't beat that game with fucking intense save stating. Like, oh, my God. Like, I, cause I, I want to do, there's a couple of, like, challenge runs that I'd like to do. Like, I would really like to do a three heart run of, of all the Zeldas that I could tolerate to do. And to be honest, I would even do, three-hour run of Majora, because I think that game is too fucking easy with the amount of 
fucking garbage you do. The problem is all the garbage is the stuff I actually want to do. Is dope. the content. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, but if I really wanted to say I did it, like, the, the problem is that, like, there are some really free three heart runs. So, like, that's not it for me. I would like to do an all S rank, just all one go of Devil May Cry, uh, Dante Must Die mode, like, just really bang it out and get that perfect score, get that perfect uh, card. Uh, and just get the SSS on on all difficulties, but I'd probably only do DMD for like that run, and and just like if I get an A rank, it's like all right, roll it back, go to the title screen, start over. Oh my um, god, you would you would have to hard reset. You wouldn't just replay the chapter until you got the S. Uh, I think I think I would want to build up to doing that. Like I would definitely want to build up to being able to do that. Um, I want to do a no uh, like a no alerts kind of foxhound or big boss run of every MGS game I can tolerate, which is most of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're doing pretty Everything well there. Peace Walker. Well, Peace Walker doesn't even have like that kind of ranking. Um, and even four, like I would love to do a big boss run of four. Like that would be fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it is it's it's tough to say. I think what like what you really get out of doing these challenge runs where we're like being able to really talk about it because no one's doing challenge runs you can't talk about it. i would love to do a no paraglider run of tears of the kingdom that's like actually 100 percent, but everyone is gonna only do the, the four dungeons and so i'm not gonna be able to talk about that yeah so so hold on so i want to tie this in because you also mentioned starfield earlier with with Palp. everyone plays it with mods and i and i it kind of ties into another one of unbound's questions that I wanted to to tie in now, um, which he mentions. Should consumers consume media exactly as the author of any given work prescribes to keep it in line with the author's intent, or should consumers ha- always ha- always have the freedom to consume a piece of media however they wish? Uh, assume any work like a game or a movie or whatever can be experienced only once, but with perfect accuracy. I, I would actually say I would actually say yeah. If it's about the consumer only getting to experience it once, they should be allowed to to kind of customize the experience. And and I wouldn't have said this. I, I I wouldn't have said this prior to like understanding what mods actually are. I think for games, um, because to me like mods were. Until I actually started doing Tears of the Kingdom modding, and especially when I started looking into Breath of the Wild modding, I, I had always imagined mods were, like, drastic fixes to problems, but, like, a lot of people do, like, very minuscule tweaks. Yeah, it's, and, yeah a, lot of, a lot of, like, minor s- stuff out there, too, along with some, like, major overhauls for every, for every occasional game that has yeah. a really big, passionate fan base behind it. But, like... Why I wanted to bring up, like, why I mentioned, like, Starfield. There's a couple other games I could throw in here, too. I'd throw, I throw in Kenshi in here as well. As like, I, I think, like, modding is a part of the intended, ex, intended game experience. Fucking Lo-Fi Games' YouTube channel has a fucking tutorial on how to mod Kenshi. Like, 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 they're, the developer of the game tells you how to do it. Like, um, and clearly Starfield's very vocal with wanting you to do mods. Obviously, being like, yeah, just request the community to fix crucial graphic or graphical or bug fixes is problematic. But like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you know additional uh, sort of additional content or additional sort of like you know graphical remixes or you know whatever the myriad of things people can do with mods. You know the infinite amount of possibilities like people have. It is the intended experience for some of these games to be modded in the same way that like I was thinking about this a lot recently with like game reviews that like the concept of rolling credits is very arbitrary. Like, when you just play a game and you just see the credits, 
and you just be like, okay, I've seen automatically that's enough time to make a full opinion about the, the game. You can have an opinion about about it a game at any point in your experience with it, whether you've played it for 15 minutes or, you know, 15 hours or 50 hours. I, th- I think it's but- a big, that's a big, like, um, like modern kind of opinion, I think, because it, it it's the rolling credits is such a uh, unless it was the the NES or an arcade game where like there is a real personal achievement to saying I'm going to finish this game and then doing it. It's really easy to finish games nowadays, in my opinion. Like you really don't have to work as hard. You don't have to put as much time into meeting the game halfway and understanding it because the game is very communicative about it. Like, but let's be clear, you do have to put a lot of time in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot because of games have gotten time, got, games but, have gotten but, longer, but like, but 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 the the it, it, you do not have to throw your head against the wall in the same way that you would have to do against your typical genesis or like you could spend like you could spend a whole like afternoon just playing you know to a level that you lost to last time like you get home from school you you want to play more dynamite heady and it's like all right well i i have to get to level five this time so i gotta go through levels one through four and i i can't fuck up because i don't know level five all that well and so like that's how that's, i got good at the classic sonic games is literally playing the mega collection like that is i'd play and get as far as i could and i'd game over and then i'd get a little further the next time i played yeah, and eventually was, I'd with, beating them. was me with super mario bros which i still need to get back to that i never did finish that game but like that there is a personal achievement to being able to say like because those that's how those games were designed those games were designed to very specifically you know have the player do them over time and and conquer a challenge very slowly and like there dark souls is probably the closest thing to that nowadays to that experience of like of saying that you've overcome it but dark souls also compensates for it by by being about the length of an nes game so to speak um maybe a little longer yeah a little longer like three hours like three and a half hours maybe like a genesis or super nintendo game yeah super nintendo is probably katie one like mario world i would say mario world is a really good length to compare it to and because it's a good like four hour game four to five hour game but it's we don't get games that are about giving that kind of time to seeing the credits nowadays the time that you put into the game is usually the time that it takes to get to the end as opposed to like you know i could beat the legend of zelda in 80 minutes a first playthrough of legend of zelda might be 20 hours right like yeah that there is something very different about about you know death stranding is 40 hours long those those 40 hours are seamless because you're not dying in that game it just you're unless you are god awful you're not going to die in that game and dying is not the it's not the real trouble that you're going to have in the game so what's the problem um and so for me like i i do think that it's it's kind of more and more fair to to say like yeah here's my opinion of the game even though i haven't finished it but the idea of like you need to roll credits to say that you've seen the game is such a modern thing because nowadays getting to the end of a game means something very different it means that you've experienced a full narrative and and it, it means that you've experienced like a full gauntlet of of like I, of i mean it's all about the story and you've experienced a full gauntlet yeah, of like, like narrative like relevant moments to be able to say rolling, i did or did not like this experience yeah like rolling credits in like 
The Last of Us Part 2 is a satisfactory claim because that's the game. That's what the game is, is this 25-hour campaign. Is this. Is this content. And then there's some other difficulty modes on top of that, but other than that, this is the game. We're like a game like Armored Core 6. If you just did every main mission once and you never went back or tried to replay the missions or do the score attack or hunt down the hidden parts or the hidden bosses and missions and stuff or explore the multiple routes and you just saw the roll the credits once after doing the missions like one time did you really play the game in a satisfactory like did you really see the game in a satisfactory like way to make a real claim on it like i don't really think so like like i think you you got to replay the missions and like and like participate in like the part grind a, a little bit cuz like that's the core experience in order to really judge Armored Core effectively. Because you could still, I mean, because like you, you could do whatever the fuck you want, but I just don't think it's very helpful to be like, yeah, I, I, you know, I just fucking bum rushed the fucking Armored Core campaign, or I bum rushed like the Cyberpunk 2077 main storyline. It's like, you just skipped all the side quests. I, I have to be There's honest. There's good I, writing there. You just skipped, you just missed it because you got into, we had to roll credits. Like, it's getting crazy. I, I feel this way about, about Tears of the Kingdom in particular. You said that, like, you'd like to try the game as just like a, you know, 20, 30 hour, like, Zelda campaign. And I'm like, I wonder if that's good. Like, I wonder if you'll actually, like, feel like, like you had a, a real time with it. Um, and you can let me know if you ever do, like, if you ever get around yeah, to it, but... I, I, I'm definitely... That's definitely something... Yeah, it's definitely a game I... I want want to play. Although, I gotta be honest, now, I got the, 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 the 4070 Ti outside in my living room, and I'm like, ooh, PC port time now? Like, is it ooh, PC port time? I don't even... I'm like, I, you know, I don't think the, I can fucking give it a shit about Breath the of the Wild 4K60 or, like, the, anything The thing like about that. Ocarina of Time PC port is it's probably gonna run better than Tears of the Kingdom is right now. Like, take your time, man. Like, play Phantom Liberty... Play like what? There's something else that's coming out. It's in, like, Frontiers DLC. Yeah, that's the Frontiers <laughs> DLC on the 28th. Like, just man, that. take your time, relax. User's yeah, got user needs to cook, there. man. Like, I I I say this as someone who like I was so excited to jump in after I got this really nice computer, and I thought, man, user's gonna run perfectly, and I was like, oh, it's still struggling. Take your time, relax, kick your feet up. Yeah, it doesn't. It, yeah, I'm in. Trust me, trust me. Oh my god, I got so much fucking shit to play right now. I'm, You'll be I'm fine. In, yeah, in, like no, you have. No um, I mean, you're doing another Kenshi run. Like I know you, yeah. you put. You, I'm, uh, you, I paused that. I had my. I okay. played about 13 hours of the slave run. I said, okay, I'm good. I'm gonna stop now. Well, I know I you. Feel, you want to do the the cyberpunk DLC? I assume. Yeah, next. yeah. I think. Yeah, I at very least I want to do two 2.0 in Sonic Frontiers. I might wait on cyberpunk just just time wise. Right. Right, uh, right. Depending, I'm playing through Rogue Legacy two right now, which is stupid good. Miles, oh my god, I tell you, gotta play it. arguably best best like sequel ever. Like when it comes to like like actually building it, on the last yeah, game and well, making it better and and yeah, just like Resident Evil four it. masterpiece. Resident Evil four, not a great gaming sequel, you know. This is a great game. We we don't get classic so sequels anymore. We really not, don't. Yeah, not really. Like I feel like like. 
what I compare Rogue Legacy 2 to is Ratchet and Clank 2 going Commando. Because, like, Ratchet and Clank 2 has the weapon upgrading system, which puts a total focus on that, completely over, uh, overhauls how uh, uh, weapon sort of aiming and strafing works, so it's just way more fun to control and platform around and shoot with Ratchet. And they... Just, like the game just has a better looking color palette it's like brighter the weapons are just way better the upgraded weapons are awesome the new game plus is super fleshed out and they took everything about ratchet one that really worked and just made it look like a fucking primitive piece of shit um which is what a sequel I, I would like from most sequels like i would like it if and and again like i can't call it i truly cannot call it because i have to play it more than once but like i love the fact that when i played tears of the kingdom i was like yeah i'm kind of good here i'm kind of good with with the yeah Breath there's of the a Wild. lot of like, there's like so many aspects i i would of- like to think like i i always look forward to that with a sequel like i would love it if death stranding 2 just made it so death stranding 1 was just this this thing i had my time like, with and the then fu- like what the fuck were we playing type of shit yeah like, exactly that's how ro- that's how it makes me reflect on rogue legacy one which is a game i fucking love to death and have put in like 70 hours in a what, collective yeah. over my life like i fucking love rogue legacy one and two is just like yeah bro every class has its own weapon and its own fucking style play and they rank up individually in the fucking the gold looting and leveling in between your heirs is everything you remember it being and way more and yeah it's it's different from like a like a hotline miami 2 where that sequel is so like like it leaves so much about the first game that you can prefer which which is yeah, very exactly. it's it's very like every sequel is different and every game is going to have people who always prefer the predecessor like not every sequel is going to to be better per se like i i'd like to think for example that final fantasy 7 rebirth will just kick remakes ass um because it's just a better it's adapting better material as in my opinion and they can refine the combat and the, I like the environments more. I like the story that is telling more. But like the possibility that it is just worse does exist. Yeah, because it, it's also more open world than it's, yeah, what there's like was an, going on in Midgar. I assume too. it's a bit like open zone, kind of more more Sonic Frontiers esque. Well, yeah, <laughs> Hell which, yeah, which is great. I I'm fine with that. But like that possibility always exists, and so it's really nice when you get a sequel that where you're like, what What's the point? Why would I ever do it? it again why would i ever go back to to like there's other sequels like this where it's just like just so much better i mean i feel this way with crash 2 like i'm not the biggest crash fan but like crash 2 is just it just makes you look at crash 1 and go wow really this was yeah, the best you, it, you, this was the best you got huh whereas like sunshine you look back at 64 and 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 I gotta give Nintendo a lot of props for this like all their sequels are very different it's they, they don't supplant each other all that well um yeah. Although Some people I, feel I this way put, about Resident I, Evil 2 with Resident Evil. I disagree, personally. Yeah, I, I would argue, despite me loving Super Mario Bros. 1, I'd argue Super Mario Bros. 3, I'd argue, is one of the great gaming sequels. I feel yeah. like it takes the, the platforming formula that still was so, established in 1 and Lost Levels and is It's still so different. 
It, it's just like that Mario Bros. still has that value, whereas like Rogue Legacy 2, from what it sounds like, is just a better Rogue Legacy. Whereas like there are things about Super Mario Bros. 1 that that's nice. It's shorter. Like the momentum is completely different. Um, the the warps like you can just kind of knock out a five minute run of the game like yeah there's dif- yeah there's still an appeal to playing Super Mario Brothers one as well as three and they're both good and Lost Levels of course shout out and Mario USA I also like that game um get, we gotta give a love love to love to everything that NES uh, Mario the- trilogy man it's all good it's all good shit uh but yeah anyways let's get back to some uh, let's get back to some questions um what one last one from uh from our friend Unbound, um, do you, Miles, do you prefer video games that have, like, variants and, like, RNG elements or are very consistent on a sort of playthrough-to-playthrough basis? That's really tough. I, I like, I think I like consistency more. I really like consistency. And obviously, every game has RNG. Every game has, like, slightly unpredictable elements. But I think the less of them there are, the more inclined I am to replay it because I really like the opportunity to kind of master those those systems, that kind of clockwork element of, like, okay, I know this encounter's coming up, um, and I know if I save my, my you know, special sauce for this part, like, I can get through it really fast. And so that's really fun for me, that level of consistency. But there are some games where I think I would vastly prefer, like, a little bit of, like, variable to it. It really yeah. does depend. Um, oh, yeah, no, exactly. Because, like, there's definitely some games, like, definitely, like, all the Rogue Lights I really like. So, like, Returnal and, like, Hades. Like, one of the biggest complaints online about Returnal is people are like, oh, the RNG, oh, the RNG. And whenever I see that, I'm like, skill issue! Fucking skill issue, actually, for real. Because if you... Once you reach a certain skill level at that at that game, the RNG is irrelevant. Every weapon, it's like, yeah, anything could be god tier. Like, you can make anything goaded at a certain point by just Which taking is, what you're giving. That's a big giving. thing that Hades players always talk about is, like, eventually you get good at all six weapons. You get, A, you get good at all six, six weapons, and B, you also get good at coming up with on-the-fly combos based on the choices that you're given in a run. Like, you might not always be able to nail exactly what you want or be given the best rarity for the, the boons you, you want, but y- you can find small ways and make decisions throughout your run to manipulate your build to to something, to, like, an idea. And that makes the RNG really fun, because when you do get your, your, your build, it's like, fuck, yeah, this is why, like, Vampire Survivors, which, did you ever, did you play that from a couple no, years ago? No, I really need to. Really fucking awesome, dude. It's just a great way. It's a just a great game if you need to be engaged in something audio wise, but you need to do something with your hands because you're you know you got problems or something. Uh, that's me. I'm that person, and that was a great game to play. Like when I was like really into it, I just kind of fell off and do natural reasons. But I played like 35 hours of it. It's really fucking good. Um, and that's a game where you can get to a you can get to a level of um a experience with understanding the game and be uh allowed actual re- physical re-rolls and being able to like sort of like x-nay shit from com- appearing in certain runs that you can go into a, a a stage be like i want these six exact weapons and these six exact bonus items and guarantee yourself to get them like every single time by just 
being a fucking master manipulator and understanding the RNG elements. It's really sick. It's awesome. I I uh, um, I want to say this before I forget because I think I realized the ex- exact perfect game where like it has RNG variables and it is so much worse for it. It doesn't need them. Hotline Miami 2. Like I mentioned oh, yeah. it earlier, but like the fact that like your the guns can be different. Like some enemies are like patrollers but they don't actually have like pathing they just like there there's one room that i love in i think it's if it's not stronghold i think it is stronghold it's the the hawaii level um where you like raid a hotel like an occupied hotel and there's these like tiny little rooms that for some reason enemies are patrolling in instead of like staring out the windows right and the the room is so small they just like bounce around like the dvd logo like it's so it's like what are you doing and like depending on where they're bounced around like they can just turn around it whip you instantly like it's so unnecessary it's one of the most like unnecessary game design moments especially because it's like you have to kick the door in and if they're like at a point where the door is gonna block your shot you're dead it's just over for you. And it just didn't need to be like that. And and sometimes it's worth it. Because here's the thing. In any instance, in any instance, there are times in which it both is and isn't worth it. Like any game where that level of randomness exists. Sometimes it is worth it. Sometimes it isn't worth it. And I think that that, that is one of those cases where it's more often not worth it. And I can't, yeah. think of, I can't think of a lot of times where the game is better for a lack of consistency. I truly can't. Yeah, definitely not. I, I watched the, one of those those video. Like every game has this video, Sam. Every game has the same video. Like every game that is even mildly controversial has a video. X is a misunderstood masterpiece, and it's like, no, I understand it perfectly well, my friend. I just don't. I don't agree. Um, and and I love Hotline Miami too. Like I'm on record as saying, like, despite that game's problems, like I as a score chasing game, that's like one of the most addicting ones for me. But like, it's one of the videos that made me like the game less. And it's so funny because that's not that's like the exact point in the video. But like I've always found Hotline Miami storytelling really like alluring because it, it always makes you think that it's deeper than it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right, dude. You're so right. Because nothing happens in that game. Like nothing. No. Like it's really it's a really like the best you it play does is, it and you think it's about something. That's that's what it what what the longest short of it. Is. Yeah, like you you play it and and you. Th- and it is filling out the story of that world, but it's information I I kind of didn't want. Like now that it's like demystified, I I don't I don't, I don't want to know any of this shit. Like in fact, the the puzzle piece ending of Hotline Miami One, like I remember feeling like I I I got punched in the stomach. It's that like Death Stranding ending where like the ending keeps dragging on, and you're like, oh no, why did I why am I here? Oh no, the story's falling apart. Oh no, and then it redeems itself, but it didn't redeem itself. I just was done, and I was like, I didn't want to know that. I don't want to know why I was doing this shit. Yeah, because it's like, and it's so funny too, because like, how it made me want it's like, like, just like playing the fucking game is like an interesting fucking narrative. Like, I, I, I didn't. Do you think I was fucking reading that text? I'm like, uh I, I like the text because of just like how it's so sparse. It's, it's all so sparse, and you can just like kind of take it in. It's like poetry. Like, if you really read poetry, you. You don't, it's not about like understanding the poetry. It's just about like kind of letting the poet kind of build an image in your mind. And because a lot of poetry is just like beautiful words trying to build an image. And, and the more you try and like search for meaning in poetry, like the more you kind of realize it's all, it's all there. Like it's kind of all explained to you in the poem. It's just the words are not meant to like 
the words aren't aren't meant to be confusing they're just meant to be very beautiful and evocative and if you like really get hung up on like the meaning of the words poems become really obnoxious like hotline miami is just like is like poetry where it's like the dialogue is just like as well written as it needs to be and it's very direct and it's also very sparse and every word that is in that story is as good as it should be or or as like plain as it should be like Whereas like Hotline Miami too, like a lot of those cutscenes, just people going. <laughs> I yeah, dude. Like I'm not yeah. Nothing beats in fucking the uh, the end of Jacket's story and Hotline Miami one where he's on top of the fucking skyscraper and he fucking lights the the cigarette the and tosses Polaroid something. On yeah, you know it's a Polaroid. I think he no, but you don't fire. know at the time. Like it's really hard to tell what it is. Like you assume it's a photograph, but it like, looks like a photograph. I thought it was a photograph as well. But you yeah, don't know. It kind of flies. It floats in the the the, the wind. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, this is awesome. This is such a cool scene. I think about that shot all the time. By the way. Yeah, and, of and him the talking, fact that it's, lighting it on fire and tossing it. Yeah, the the fact that it's it's so like ambiguous as to what even happened and what happens next. You're not sure if Jack had understood any of it. You certainly didn't understand any of it. And like, you kind of are okay with that. And it's it's great. And and Hotline Miami too like really uses like jumbled storytelling to kind of make you think something is happening and it's not. It's it's really interesting, and it's, especially because I'm I'm a big like proponent of like like the MGS Five story is about like that kind of aimlessness, that loss, like just not really knowing what you're supposed to do when you've just lived too long. Um, and, but the aimlessness of Hollow Maybe Two, like there's it, it's about the pointlessness of violence, but like we already did that. We already did that the first time, um, and it's also about like sequels and how like everyone wants something different out of a sequel, but like. It doesn't matter when no one gets anything out of the sequel. Like, it's it's so interesting. It's such a bizarre, bizarre, like, attempt at, like, a commentary. And, and but the, the presentation makes you think, like, oh, something, I just don't get it. I truly just don't get it. And then I watched this video and I was like, oh, my God, it's all surface. It really is that simple. And so it's not a misunderstood masterpiece. I understood it perfectly well. Uh, it turns out I just, there was just not. Uh, I just more. didn't think it was that interesting. <laughs> yeah, there was just not m- more of it, and I haven't had a reason to think about it at all. Oh my fucking god, dude, man! That game did not need man. RNG elements, I, is what uh, I'm saying. Yeah. By the way, shout out the new Racefic video. By the way, about Osho, which yeah. is kind of like a he, um, he mentioned. I bought that game. He mentioned it's kind of like Hotline Miami, which is cool. Yeah, it looks pretty sick. It looks pretty dope. It looks up my alley, so I bought it. Um, I'll play it eventually. Gotta support these fucking indie devs when they make yeah, a good game, man. When they make a good dude. game and they only got like three hundred reviews on Steam, okay, you can have fifteen bucks. And you can't wait for the sale. That's stingy, dude. That's stingy. Yeah, you don't I wait for the sale. I won't do that. You're, you're you wait for the sale on the AAA games. At the AAA games, you wait for the sale. Yeah. Or if like you're charging like thirty or forty bucks or whatever, you can fucking you can wait on a sale for that. But if it's fifteen, I'll give you the fucking money. Prototype yeah. two for forty. I beat that game by the way. One of the worst final bosses like ever. Like I haven't rage raged at, out at a game that hard in a while, bro. Like in a long time. I, it's, final bosses. It's all, I I don't think people are ready to acknowledge this. Most final bosses aren't good. I mean, the startling majority of final bosses are not good. I mean, if we were to go throughout video game history, I would, I, I, I guess that would probably be true. 
The most modern video game final modern bosses ones are terrible no but like gen 7 final bosses a majority of gen 7 final bosses are certainly dog shit that's for sure but I, I would even say like gen 4 and 5 final bosses a lot of them aren't very good either like it's it's it really depends because a lot of them are just too simple to like really really kick ass wily big exception huge exception yeah, every time awesome. yeah like that's a good one i would say most castlevania games huge exception but like the castlevania hey, 2 final boss is garbage like yeah that sucks that yeah sucks. ganon's fucking sucks i'm gonna be perfectly honest dark link is better than ganon as a final boss and everyone hates dark link because he's hard but at least he's he's like a real fight that's actually interesting and good yeah and it's got a phase one with like the thunderbird and shit that so, which like, is that, great Mother That's Brain cool. sucks. Like, just, oh yeah, Mother Brain's garbage, dude. Most final bosses are not very good. Hell, Resident Evil Four, ten out of ten masterpiece. Final boss. Mid. Oh, Marx is good though from Kirby Superstar. Marx is great. Marx is Marx is one of the best for sure. I mean, like it's that's pretty, the thing that Nintendo era Most final of the bosses. Kirby final bosses are actually pretty good. Nintendo era final bosses for the SNES really good. Typically, the Ganon yeah, fight dude, links I like Bowser uh, and Mario World. Like the past, yeah, Mario World's Bowser is probably one of the better two D Bowser's. I would say probably the best two D Bowser of like the. The sprite era, for sure. You can't forget uh, Kefka, of course, from Final Fantasy VI. Kefka, yeah, no. Squaresoft, excuse me. One, one of the, well, here's the thing. Final Fantasy's never really done poorly on the final bosses. All of the final bosses in almost every Final Fantasy is, is like, perfect. Like, it's exactly as good as it needs to be. Chaos is great, dude. Like, he, he doesn't have enough HP for my liking, but, like, his attack pool is so great. It's just, it's so devastating. Um, yeah, but, like, most final bosses are terrible, but Gen 7 is, like, particularly heinous. Like, that's one it's, of the... It's just I would call it the worst final boss era of all time. It's just because a lot of the, the nature of games from that era, which is fucked up because I'm saying... What I'm about to say does not apply to Prototype literally at all, so it's doubly fucked that they failed here. Is that, like... Because I remember, the like, doing a boss fight in Watch Dogs and, like, cracking my ass off because it was literally just a guy with body armor on and he took... <laughs> one extra shotgun blast and i'm like you can't and that was a moment when i was like 14 or 15 or and i was like you can't do boss traditional boss fights when you're playing as normal human doofuses and like that's what most most like game protagonists were starting to be like in far cry and stuff you can maybe fake it with like Oh, you got drugged up or whatever, so you're hallucinating. The, the Hotline Miami 2 final boss. Yeah. Which, like, that's, that, that is a great part of the game, and they did a good job there, but... Yeah, like, it's it's so tough, and, and especially that era when everyone really liked realism. I, I do have to give some props to the final boss of Uncharted 2. I think for like a normal really? guy, this is, Miles, you're spitting a rare take right now. Fucking not, not even Uncharted fans like this boss fight. I think for a normal guy, they did about as well as they could. Where it's like you don't actually fight him directly. I have to agree with you. You shoot, yeah, you shoot the the polyps and they damage him. Like that's that's probably the best way that you can handle this. It, I I don't think it's it, people always talk about like it's the fucking worst part of the game, and I'm like. Eh. Not that bad. It might be the horrible. It actually might be the worst part of the game, but like that's as someone who doesn't even like the game, I think the rest of it is just of a higher quality. It's just not for me, you know. Like it's just not my thing. Um, but yeah, like even then, like I would call Resident Evil 4's final boss the worst part of the game, and like 
that's not horrible either. Like, so hey, I'll say I, this: Uncharted 2's uh, fucking final boss is better than Uncharted 3's final boss, which, which is, is fucking quick time event. Yeah, which is god awful. I I love that in in Shadow of Mordor, Sauron is defeated by a quick time event. That's like one of the the greatest jokes of all time in video games. Yeah, it's it's, it's god tier. Uh, oh my god! But before we start talking about terrible final bosses and good final bosses, we we gotta keep going here. Yeah, yeah. That's that's enough of the boss talk. Um, let's let's see. Uh, Tot in our Discord. You know who that is? T-O-T? No, uh, I actually don't. This, this is I, need, I need to start showing up more. I know all the people it, who came because of, like, they're my friends. I know all those guys, but... Yeah, and, and, and for the record, Todd, I know who you are in the Discord. I just, I, I just don't know if you have a name or how to pronounce it. Because it uses a fucking... It uses the degree symbol. Uh, but anyways, do the crackheads ever plan on getting married? Um, Sam, do you want to field this? Because I think I know your answer. Yeah, I'll field it. I'll go. I'll go first. I mean, I I would like to get married. I can see myself eventually getting married down the line. But I don't know. I've thought a lot about dating like recently now that I've like moved out and stuff. But it's just like, man, it's complicated. I don't really know how I how I feel right now about like working in someone else into like my like daily life in like that way like right now like that seems really complicated and a lot of work and it's something i never ever really gave much thought to because i haven't really done that much dating i was like yeah it's a lot of work there's a lot like that goes into this and like it's complicated and there's a lot to do and i'm it's not saying it's not worth doing it's just that like Oh yeah, like this is not something to be treated lightly. So it's like one of these things where it's like, yeah, I'm not like really pursuing it like actively right now. But I can imagine it. I can imagine it down the line. What? What? What, what about you, Miles? You, you see, so you might have forgotten this. In your future, you might have forgotten not. this. We spoke about in college when we turn fifty, and if neither of us are married, we're going to get a civil union license for tax benefits. Do you remember this conversation? Now, like, Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I remember this. So I, I'm sticking to that story. When If Sam and I are both 50 years old, well, I'll be 51, uh, and we're not married, um, the crackheads are getting a civil union license. And the the crackheads get a civil union. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching that show, by the way, right oh, now. Oh, so yeah, that's great, about, dude. Well, we, got, we definitely have to talk about that. All the the episode where they all pretend to be crippled is like so fucking good. <laughs> it's pretty god tier, it, it, and it is funny like watching Seinfeld, especially towards the end. Like it starts to become it's always sunny in Philadelphia around like season seven, and so it feels like it's always sunny is like a continuation of like how horrible those characters end up in that show. It's it's very interesting. Like kind of Seinfeld sort of made television unlikable. It's really it's an interesting show to watch. Like to just see people like become really shitty. And like that, that becomes their personalities. It's really fun, um, and and it's definitely that is a very seminal show, and you can see why. But uh, the thing is, like, I always, I think I would like to have a wedding, and then I would like to divorce <laughs> the girl immediately. I, I'm such an ostentatious, foppish man that like I dream about. I am a bride. I dream about the wedding, and but once the wedding's over, I'm done. I'm done. With this hoe, and she's out of my life, and... Uh, what is it about the wedding that you want? Because it's a big-ass celebration where you get a nice-ass cake, and it's all about you for 24 you? hours. Okay. It's respect, like a bar respect. mitzvah, but someone else kind of shares it with you, which happened to me, so it's fine. 
It's the same shit. And and, and, and I understand that this is problematic because you also share this, but like your birthday is something that you can make all about you for real, for real. And you could do that every year, and you don't have to spend thirty five thousand dollars on a wedding venue. Yeah, like I, I love the idea of and just your, uh, and, and your entire rest of your <laughs> savings in fucking divorce fees and fucking well, I'm, that's why we're, si- we're, we're. I want to meet a woman who wants to get married to have the wedding, and we're gonna sign a prenup the day we meet. And or you guys just don't get married on the government level. And oh you yeah, just we just have a wedding, and you do it. We just, just we just have a wedding and we have a wedding party and we just pretend we're getting married and like that's a great that's an it's always sunny episode where they just have a they pretend to have a wedding just to have the party like that's that's a, an episode right there so that's what I want to do but I I do believe I'm always open to the possibility of romance in the future but like I always tell people like I'm kind of married to my grind at the moment like yeah. I, I really just Hell I yeah, want to grind set baby dude I I and actually on my grind <laughs> it's so funny because like I'm such a fucking geek like you know like but I actually kind of am on the Sigma grind set and I I hate saying it but like it's, it's true. true, right? It's yeah. like one of these things you can't help it. Like, yeah, I think because it's just what I want to do. Thing for, it is the kind of the same thing for me. It's like I, I mean, if you just if we're gonna ask you honestly, it's like yeah, I am kind of prioritizing work right now. It's like I, I, I guess yeah, that is quanti- You can quantify that as Sigma grind set. Technically, that would not be wrong. What's um, can I just say? The show is over. Like the show is done for because Sam and I not only have jobs, we have nice jobs, and like. I so I just got a new job last week and I've been I've been doing that and it pays more than I'm I've ever thought that I could be paid like yeah. in a way where like the number itself like I just say it and I'm like yeah like I feel so good about the number that I get paid an hour it is such a nice number it's not 69 by the way it's not, don't worry it's, it's not that nice it's not, not that nice it's not quite that nice I wish it was dude I would love to make 69 dollars an hour that'd be so boss but um but like I just love how much money I'm making and then I also thought to myself shit I'm gonna be rich and rich is not this show's aesthetic at all Rich is not the aesthetic of Crack House. And so, like, we're we're already talking about our rebrand to just Miku's house. House. <laughs> because we, we're going out to the suburbs. We're going to buy... Miku's suburban starter home. <laughs> yeah, the starter, the starter home. Dude, that's the other thing. That's the other reason you have a wedding, dude. The starter home. You put up on your um registry like yeah help us fund a house. And you just have people Start pay go for your fund house. Me. <laughs> dude, wedding go fund me. <laughs> That's a wedding scam. A like that's a great. That's a great. That's like odd. that's a great that's awesome. GoFundMe or Kickstarter scam. Like that Izzy, Izzy, whatever her name is. The, the, oh, this, this someone already came up with this brilliant idea to go. No, fund like their wedding? Th- this would be like something that she would cover. That fucking Australian girl, whatever her name is. Oh, oh, oh the nose yeah. Ring. I, I think yeah. I've seen her. Yeah, she covers like scams or something. Sarah Zed would probably also cover it. Like. Yeah, if it was related if to it Tumblr. Hit the Tumblr crowd, if it, if it was a big controversial thing on the Tumblr in the Tumblr or or the spinoff gen generations, yeah, uh, Zed would cover it, but definitely, yeah, that that's a great scam right there. But no, I I mean I don't mean to be a cynic about it or anything. Like I, I'm not one of the I I despise people who are like Happy Single Awareness Day like on Valentine's Day. It's like no, just let people have their day. Like, uh, but you should love someone every day. It, oh, of course, but. 
now is a great like excuse to be able to say, hey, you know what? Our lives are busy. We are going to find time on this day to like really celebrate what we have. Like that's what it's really yeah. about. Like it, it can both be a super corporatized fake bullshit holiday that also has some value because while arbitrary does make you you think about and give respect to your partner in the same way that Mother's Day and Father's Day and Thanksgiving are same same kind of vibes. I mean, yeah. Thanksgiving is a little different. Thanksgiving's got some cultural history. I don't really know the history of Mother and Father's Day, but you get the point. Like it's it's just it's to make you fucking it's arbitrary, but it's just to make you be a little thankful for you know your folks or you know yeah. what you got in life. And speaking or, of Thanksgiving, I, I I wish I really wish we could transition into a topic that we wanted to discuss last week because it's absolutely perfect for the Thanksgiving feast. But we'll we'll get to that another time. Um. Yeah, I mean, so that's I, I don't I'm not trying to say that as a cynical thing. Like, I truly do believe if I met someone, I would really like I would love to settle down with them and I would love to have a family. Actually, like I would love to be. A yeah, dad, that's but, a follow up question is do the crackheads plan on have, having any children? Well, I think I know your answer. I, I mean, I, I've been I've been a pretty, pretty staunch. No, for a long time. I, I've, I've kind of I don't know. My no is still a no, but it's a, it's become a softer. No, it's like a like a medium hard. No, instead of a hard. No, now. And and it's mostly just be and it's mostly just be turned that way because it it's out of like it's just out of the logistics of it of it happening like I don't even really want to like try to go down that road unless I'm in a pretty decent financial situation and that it's gonna be you know the kid's gonna be able to grow up in a in a in a good environment. environment yeah and like I I only would want to do it if like. Specifically, the 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 person um with I like would feel comfortable with having a kid like with them, and that might not be the case for the the, the person I'm interested in end up marrying. It just might be different. It's it's kind of it's one of these things where it's like I I gotta I gotta know who I'm dating, and that's gonna be a, my family. Like my dad side has a. Like a fucking Joe family fucking JoJo style bloodline problem of just the the dating period is like extremely long amounts of time. Like my folks dated for six years before they got married. Like my cousin, uh, one of my one of my uh, one of my cousins did it. It took like ten years to get married. This I got another cousin who's even longer than that that they dated before they they actually officially got married. So I just know. I just didn't, I'm not even I'm like people are like yeah get married in two three years that shit I'm like oh yeah Could, I couldn't be me people who couldn't have that me. like, like I want to be married before a certain age like I have a lot of friends who are like yeah I mean I want to be married before 30 I'm like I wouldn't even consider marriage before 30 yeah and and like and I and and don't worry I, I I'm not, I'm not completely ignorant I definitely understand for the uh that's you, some people's the dreams or some people's out like, there. Yeah, especially especially you know the, the biological clock that everyone likes to 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 talk about and weaponize, which I, it's real, but like don't don't pressure fucking. Well, that's women. why we get to marry younger broads. Yeah, like that's how we 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 get a, we, we get away with it. And also, I'm also of the double benefit that I'm not um it, it's not a particular priority of me to, to to have kids. Where like like I got a good buddy right now, a close friend I went to to school with. He's got he's a father of two and. And his his kids are great, and he's super happy because that's something that he wanted. 
and I'm always interested. Like I'm always interested when I meet people who want kids because it's so uncommon nowadays. Um, Yeah, and especially now that Shinzo Abe is dead, it's like who's you know who's (laughs) going to remind us? Um, And 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 this is fucking one step further because he's it's not even this is not in some someone who wants kids. This is someone who who has kids and is like by all means thriving on his second home. On his second over, it's like that's not something that like people are our age are doing right now. Like I just moved into an apartment after being with my folks for three years after four years after college, basically. Um, so it's um, it, yeah, it, it it's uh, it's it's just where your priorities lie. And right now, my my priorities is not really to to, to have children, but I can imagine that potentially changing down the line if i if i do get in a serious relationship and i can see me wanting to have kids but like this person but if like that's not on the top of my mind then it's like yeah no yeah i i think there's just too much that i want to finish first um so when that's done i'll probably make some room in my life but at the at this time uh that's what i say to that question yeah and then to kind of follow up on on this line of line of thought about getting married and having kids julian asks are the crackheads all about that trad life now i think it kind of i i feel like it's funny you know it's funny because i the like trad life there's a lot of like there's just a lot of con there's just a lot of like uh it's got a lot of connotations thank you it's got a lot of like negative like connotations to it because it's like associated with like like red pill type type stuff which like automatically like people negatively associate with and i feel like depending on how you identify like like trad life i feel like i i kind of fit fit it and then in other ways i totally do not fit it at all it like really just kind of depends because like for a while i thought like i did not want to do a trad lifestyle i wanted to live a more like alternative lifestyle and it means you I want just to accept that it's just not for mead. It's what, <laughs> did yeah. I actually just mentally manipulate you into saying mead? Mead. Yeah. Did I actually like? I just put that thought in your head by saying he it means he wanted to smoke weed. <laughs> yeah. It's I want. Yeah. I wanted to uh, fucking fuck off and, and smoke weed. Or well, I just didn't want to do the like the the nine to five because i did the nine to five when i graduated school for 10 months and it was a really dog shit job but i kind of realized like uh, a few years kind of removed from that that's like well you know that might not be the case at every gig and i also realized that i don't really have a a grand career goal or 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 dream job or anything i like actually want to truly do in a full-time capacity like i thought i wanted to do youtube in a full-time capacity and i don't youtube stresses me the fuck out miles yeah it caught it gives me a lot of agita and brings me a lot of ire i'd much rather just make good videos that i can be happy with and just make money another way and like that's kind of the 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 plat that's kind of the route i'm going right now and and we'll see because like right now i'm definitely heading towards a trad lifestyle like absolutely heading towards a trad lifestyle completely um but i don't know it's good and bad that just is you know it, it it's it's not like 
it's just about like what what you what you want what you want in a life i think i think the thing about me is that like i would like to start my own uh company like I, I'm not even sure if company. Yeah, it would be a company. That's just what it's called. Like, but when you think I would like to start my own company, I think people imagine like either you want to be like Steve Wozniak or you want to be like or a drop shipper. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So you know, you want you want to be like Jeff Probst on the on the plane going into Australia. Um, <laughs> can I talk about the Jeff Probst point for just one second? The finger point. The finger point. You, yeah, you, you got 120 seconds. You got 120 seconds. Okay, go. you're giving me way more time than I need. Okay, so basically, it, whenever Jeff is in a challenge and someone like does something wrong, he like walks into frame, pointing at them like this. But like the thing is, there's a sideways shot of him pointing, and his, all of his muscles are just bulging on his arm. Flexing. Yeah. So like it is. It is like he is filled with so much power as he tells you that you were not in the attack zone when you made contact. And, and Dude, your cadence was perfect there. Holy shit, it was just like the real thing. Sam, do you understand how much Jeff Probst I've consumed in the last several months? In the last, in the last it, several it, months, an absurd amount. Everybody listening to this know, knows it's an absurd, obscene amount. It's, of it's Jeff more Probst. than anyone else my age has consumed in the last several months. Um, so yeah, the, just I'm really Probst filled these days. But yeah, I, 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 I want to like. I, I don't know if that counts as part of the trad lifestyle as like having your own sort of business. I, it probably does, right? And I mean, it's I, I, in it, well, because here's the deal. It depends on how you identify it. Because some people would say like trad life is a more like is a is a sort of family oriented thing where it's like yeah, get, getting married and like having kids and, and like that style of trad life. Then there's my sort of perspective on trad life, which is like a work perspective. And to me, it's like, yeah, I'm working at a, like, I'm going to be working at an office. You got a job at like, Arby's. Yeah. <laughs> you know me, flipping fucking burgers, doing anything. Hey, I no, can they, have, make they a buck. have beef. They don't, they don't flip burgers. They, they have, like, roast beef and, and, and cheese. I, I don't eat at Arby's. I don't, I don't either. Have. I, I, I know they have One Piece advertisements. They do. They have a lot of fucking anime. They try to appeal to gamers. They were on that early. They knew. Yeah, they knew that was they a market the they could was up. And quick. by the way, I was I was eating it up, even though I wasn't going to Arby's. I just thought it was cool that they yeah, did that. Yeah, because it was novel at the time. Yeah. So it was, it was the Wendy's too. When, when yeah, it was and then obvious, everyone started doing it, and then it sucked. Yeah, and it was terrible. And and now I don't want to talk about it ever again. Uh, what a horrible <laughs> era! What a horrible era of time. But yeah, I mean, I guess I would say no. I'm really not interested in the trad life. I have no interest in like the family and and as far as work goes, like I my job to me is to fuel like more artistic endeavors, like more more kind of passion projects, like as opposed to ever like I I would gladly live in an apartment for the rest of my life and just like, kind of like live relatively dirt cheap and put the vast majority of my money towards like seeing kind of grander visions that I have coming to life cuz shit's expensive um but yeah. it's worth it and, and when you and when you go the full-time like artist route or full-time creative route you just gotta make a lot like it just requires you to make a lot of uh, of sacrifices on the on the creative front to do it in a full-time capacity that just like i just don't want to do especially on YouTube, I'm a control yeah. freak i, I don't and, blame you like for not want like uh, I, I don't blame you for not wanting to do youtube because it's so appealing from like a checks perspective but like you have to be someone that you're probably gonna hate after a while it's like that's the thing is it's just like i just don't want to make content in a way that would like 
Because, like, I could imagine some some ways to, like, create content to, like, get people interested, but, like, I just don't want to make that stuff because, like, I'm not interested in it. And I just, like, this is not what I got into this whole... This is not why I started making videos in the first place. As I started making this shit because it was, like, fun and I had something to say and wanted to express myself. Not to fucking pat myself on the back and be told I'm fucking good. Like, you know, or to get a lot of views or money or anything. It just, it's like... Yeah, and sadly, like, like, what gets clicks now is, like, there there was some video that had, like, a really hysterical... It's Because all these videos about, like, interesting games or anime, that's always, like, this anime is crazy, you know, like, that's always the title. Um, and it was so funny because I actually, it was about Princess Tutu and it, and it said something about, like, it was like, this, this anime will, will blow your mind or, or like one of these things that I'm like, all right, buddy, hang on. This is like my favorite anime, but like, blow your mind, really? Blo- yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's just, yeah, very, next to fucking over. paranoia agent or serial experiments laid. It's like, okay, buddy. Dead yeah, leaves. it's like, it's just. It's like very over over the uh, over the top, and it's like, and especially in like in in games, like I've just like eventually realized, it's like you you need to really like put in the work to like stand out with like games like coverage or games analysis or games t- anything on YouTube. Like you you really got to either be doing something radically unique, or you just have to make like the fucking killer video. It feels like it's a requirement. We're like. Where like I'm trying to do some stuff with uh with manga that like still like is gonna require like some work and effort, but it's like that it, at least there's way less competition in that field on on YouTube right now, and it's sad. I wish there were more videos, but like even before we hopped on a, a, a this call, Miles, I was listening to a uh, YouTube video of this guy who's reading through One Piece with his mom, and his mom's a fucking literary teacher, so. She's reading the first early, very early sections of the story and pulling at, you know, themes and big ideas that a lot of people don't really catch on to until hundreds of chapters into the story. So her insight's really fucking interesting, and her relationship with her son is very cute, and their banter is very fun, and it's just a joyous, fun listen as a One Piece fan who enjoys listening to people's takes because I'm getting something that's really interesting and fun from a unique perspective and the video is nothing it's a fucking live stream miles the video is is, is two people talking it's nothing it's not a it's not no content like there's no no crazy editing or graphics or anything it's just a fucking stream it, it's so funny when you think about podcasts and I, I i'm about to throw a stone at our glass crack house but like i i i whenever i think of podcasts and like whenever i explain that i have a podcast like Podcasts are not as lively as this one, typically. Podcasts are usually a no. lot more low-key. Like, most podcasts, the, the impersonation I'll give is... I mean, like, when you go to the Starbucks and you get in the line, it's like, what are you supposed to do besides be on your phone? Like, all of those people at the Starbucks, they're all there for the same thing. So we could talk to them, but we all get on our phone. That's, like, deep, isn't it? Like, that's, like, every podcast that I can think of. It's, like, people... And they always have this pose, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they are always doing They're that. always sitting like that, and when they talk, their hand is, like... Like, they have, like, the gay raptor hand. So, so here's the thing. Gay. Autistic. Okay? 
So they always have the gay hand. Sorry, I was incorrect because they never do the raptor. They always do the gay, and 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 they're they're all, like when they talk, they have the gay, and it like flips upside down, so flipping back and forth like a burger, fucking crabby patty ass hands, and it's just like that's what podcasts are to most yeah. people, and, and, and that shit makes so- money. And it's the same shit. It's many, one guy's got a beard, one guy's got glasses, and one guy's always wearing a beanie, and I don't know why. One of them's fat, and he always wears t-shirts. He's the funniest one, by the way. Like, that's just every fucking podcast. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, at least, you know, there's just the two of us. Yeah, it's just and the we two don't of us talk about anything idiots. of merit. We're just fucking like, morons. Well, neither do they, typically, but, but we, we, we're just two fucking idiots who are way too awake to be doing a podcast. Um, and and I guess what I'm trying to say is, it's like with content like that, it's just not conventional for like a trad life because it's so unstable. Like to have a family on YouTube, like seems really hard. It seems yeah, really tough. It's, it's one of these things where it's like once you get to a certain point of popularity, the snowball will continue to roll, and as long as you you stay on the ball, like you'll you'll be able to make so much money in a few years that you would be able to set yourself up for a really long time. So even if it did go away or start to fade or, or lose steam, like you'd still be able to operate in great, like a really, you know, major capacity. Like Miles, I bet you haven't thought about fucking Game Grumps in fucking five years yet. They're still fucking cooking. And, I, I have a friend who, you- who still follows them. So, so I do think about them probably more than the average man does. But like Jerma's but, um, the new Game Grumps, like as far as that goes, like people's kind oh, of yeah, obsession. Oh, oh, yeah. And, um, and yeah, and there's plenty of other streamers too that are popular and their, their time will eventually fade too from. From popular Hell, I gotta be honest, I think VTubers are starting to kind of go go away a little bit. Like, not a ton, but, like, I think that their, like, dominance is really kind of... And the same thing happened to Keys and I, to be fair. Keys and I used to be huge. Um, and, like, just now, VTubers in general, like, are slowly starting to fizzle out. Not enough that I would say, like, it's, like, a dead thing. I don't think it's ever going to be, but... Um, yeah. It's not like I, this, I, like... I don't, really... I don't think there's gonna be another Corona, I think is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah, no. There's no, never gonna be another Gura, get... like... Yeah, nothing that that hits any any sort of like mainstream internet like in any all I know in is any way. <laughs> Hideo Kojima is apparently a Pecora fan, which is great. Oh, that's that's, <laughs> that's awesome, like yeah. so sick. He's got like a picture of him like holding the plushies in like a fucking carrot field. Like <laughs> it's so weird. It's 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 an incredible image. Yeah, um, Pecora Pecora's dope. I I like the. The third gen, they just they just did. I, I will say about about Hollow Life, I, I I will give them this is that I I feel like they could have just been like they could have just pumped out like seventy fucking of these bitches in like three years for the English audience, and they're like, all right, we're gonna do one gen, and here's them for like a year and a half, and then here's five more, and then here's another like year and a half, and then there's five more. It's like okay, I res- I res- I respect the like not. They didn't saturate. Not marveling it, you know? Like, I respect you not just being like, every fucking two months, there's fucking a new batch of them, and we're on the 12th gen. Uh, Phase of, of, four of, 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 yeah. of Hollow Live. Oh, Hollow Live. Like, Kevin Feige standing in front of his thing. He's he's announcing the, um, the, the fucking Pecora movie. Yeah. But yeah, I like Shiri a lot. Uh, uh, she's really cute. She's the goth one. She's the new goth yeah. one. I like her a lot. No, I've she's seen that dope. design around because of course I have. Um, fucking fire, dude. It's yeah, awesome. it's really good. Um, We got more questions, I assume. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. 
from another one from Julian. Is there a guest episode in the near future? We have one planned. I just have to reach out to the guy. I think, but I, yeah, I think it's going to be a good episode. episode 175. Tom will come back. Tom will to come back for 175. Yeah, to celebrate the 75th episode of season two of Crack House. I we do have a guest episode planned, but the the way that we want to do it is not to have them be here for a whole episode. But like we would like to do it as like a, a special segment with them, and like if it's like a full length episode, it's a full length episode. If it's not, it's not. Um, yeah, but kind of talk. Yeah, well, like just talk to them and also kind of have our like like I think I, the idea for guests is to have a very crack house conversation with people who are interesting to us, which is like not just to ask the questions, but like also to ask like things that are like tangentially bizarre about them imagine an unironic ollie g interview i think is the best way to put it um because we 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 asked them if uh, like <laughs> what words they know <laughs> stuff like that right like um <laughs> where do you get your ideas from yeah yeah stuff like that uh so uh, i do have one in mind and and I'm, we're kind of just waiting for the right time to do it uh but i would i would really like to have this person on the show and sam has co-signed this person as well but um, oh, yeah. we just haven't um, really there's just not been we just haven't really pursued it at all I, I, to, to me personally like I, I think crack house is just the two of us fucking booling and I feel any third third edition th- threatens the balance greatly and, and they didn't even have to do anything and like they just they just just being there already fucks it all up yeah and they didn't even say anything because this is the thing that's like um I'm used to talking to you and you're used to talking to me you throw a fucking third you throw Kurt Angle in the mix and it's all it's all fucked up it's just all it gets all fucked up because I don't want to overstep on a uh, talk over anyone and like and you also want to give the guest a lot of space and which is fun but like people who tune in you know like probably would yeah, still like to hear from the, us it, like, it's also yeah it's not it's not why you come to crack house like like you you come to crack house every week to listen to fucking us for some fucking stupid reason i don't know why like people like this uh, show and it's always weird to me it's always so strange when like someone new is like yeah i like the show i'm like you do what about it i i i can understand why people like it because like we're funny and like there's like good moments because i crack up like i'm i crack up probably 20 times an episode during about the shit we say because because i don't give a fuck and i do this show for fun same with you like we just do this because it's like we don't give a fuck that's why we title the episodes bullshit (laughs) like 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 you know like the show could be something that does get maybe like a hundred views on youtube if it's something that had a bit more structure to it or like and now we're gonna really read the news le- from the week yeah, yeah like really leaned into like games shit maybe and like didn't really talk about more esoteric stuff like like fucking pedophiles every episode and fucking zoophiles every I talk, episode. I don't talk about pedophiles. I talk about the internet's reaction to pedophile content about <laughs> pedophiles. Samuel, it's true crime stuff. It's true crime. It's not a true crime genre. It's not a true crime genre. But I, I feel like because, but I feel like because of that, like we, like. I don't care because it's just fun. But I feel like the people who do find the show and are able to get through what Mulgar referred to as a maximum security prison to great discussions, <laughs> which is like <laughs> such a per- you okay, you get it, yeah, you understand. It is perfect. perfect. Yeah, it is perfect. 
because that is most Krakow's episodes. It's like, yeah, there's a really good discussion about this fucking thing in gaming or this thing in culture on the it's, internet. It's at the it's end of the episode. In, it's an hour and 15 minutes in, and you have to sit through 50 minutes of them discussing which clips from the Life Would Be a Dream <laughs> monkey, monkey video. video. Are, but, are, but what's like, funny what's is here? that that is the show to me and i know whenever we have a really interesting episode like like i'm not saying funny i'm saying interesting, interesting. like this is more of an interesting episode than a funny episode what, as far as i'm a, concerned a, a four-star episode if you will yeah Craig like knows. a truly five-star episode like feels like it feels like you have fallen into a looney tunes episode <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it feels like you have fallen into a looney tunes episode and turned into a nike logo on the ground right like like, that's <laughs> one of the best Face Jam 2 jokes, by the way. Uh, just saying. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> this is, to me, this is the show, what we're doing right now. Um, but but I understand, like, I, I assume that the appeal is kind of all over the place because the show itself is all over the place. And so I imagine that there's probably some people who want more guest episodes, and I, I would like to do something for them, too. But, um... Like, yeah, I mean, it's about finding someone who I think is the right level of degenerate. Like, I, yeah, I would like only a good want fit for the show. Uh, the person that I want, I think, probably is the right level. Um, there's probably porno artists like that I could talk about and get them on. Like people who do like, like hentai. I would love to speak to them. Um, yeah, but it's like, also a question I've, of like, are they comfortable in front of the mic? Do they have good equipment? Yeah, are they, they willing got, to show their it, face? Th- yeah, that's an- that's the other factors of all of all this stuff too that that go that go into it. So yeah, if we ever do find someone who's so particularly interested, we need to die to them. It'll just be a, a bonus thing on the YouTube channel. Yeah, it'll um, be it'll be an hour it, to ninety minutes, like maybe even less if there's just not a lot to yeah. to see. And it won't really interfere with that week's episode. That's a Wednesday I, I upload. <laughs> that's a Wednesday upload. Yeah, that's a Wednesday upload. Like the, the Creator Clash um, episode, the Wednesday upload. Yeah, which I think I, by the way, I think I have like at least like one video. I think I have a, a fucking another survivor thing because I know the crackheads it's, love it's our survivor. It's the top five. Uh, yeah, it's the top five survivor uh, ads. Survivor ads, which is it's so funny because we didn't post it. We didn't post the twenty four episode either, and I'm referencing both of these. And and <laughs> we do the, well. The problem with twenty four is twenty four. We got like interrupted partway through. Yeah, by Riverside, and, and I was like five. Yeah. Or, I was at season five. We're in season five of that, and and we were like, all right, we'll come back to it and then just no dice but yeah um i guess do we have another question by the way uh i think let me just let me scroll shoot make sure we got everything uh i'm I'm skipping over the uh power scaling for the new and old testament because i don't know enough of the character (laughs) um I might have to do some study on this. I'd have to do some research as well um, in order to... I had a segment planned for this that I didn't do because um, I knew we were going to be doing questions. Uh, but it's a similar like level of involvement to the power scaling, the yeah. Old Testament oh, power oh, scaling. Oh, uh, one last question. Miles, have you become racist? Become? No, excuse me. Have you become a racist yet, Miles? Which leads me to ask you, how many racist actions does it take to go from doing a racist to being a racist? A one, a two, a three. Yeah, like, <laughs> a three. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Okay, so... My sister and I had a thought exercise that we, we that I brought up just over dinner because I find her thoughts very interesting because um, she's she's 
she's way more woke than I am. Like uh, just unambiguously, just a lot, a lot more socially tapped in, and a lot more. Because we all know you're super woke, Miles. Really setting the bar for wokeness. It, it, I, I, I'm secretly woke. I just I don't like to be. Like I just don't like. I don't. <laughs> it's funny. It's funnier. <laughs> Like the, the, if, if it's obscure, yeah. Like like the fact that I'm I'm kind of able to pull out from the pocket like like some really like significant socio political issues which are being pushed by, for example, the media um, depictions of of certain things or whatever. Like the fact that I'm kind of able to tap into those conversations <laughs> is like this really. Fa- it's it's like um. It's like how there's always an idiot character in a cartoon, but it's always obligatory for them to say one really smart thing. Like, oh, at yeah, some point yeah, yeah. in the show, yeah, like, that's kind of, that's me with, like, my social awareness, like, my ability to be, like, really understanding of something uh, important um, that's a really complicated, layered, sociopolitical issue. For me... One percent of the time. Yeah, and but I don't want to <laughs> do that. I would rather pretend I hate the Jews <laughs> because I can get away with it. Look at the schnoz. Actually, the schnoz, the schnoz is not big Dude, enough. But it, I have. A, it was a. I do have a lactose. W- I'm not lactose intolerant, but I do. I do have the. Oh my stomach, Judaism side of it. So yeah. it's not lactose I, intolerant, but. But uh, it, it was oh a, the oh my duodenum. Like I definitely have that. <laughs> I have the aches. I got the aches and the pains. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. You know, it's always I was, too uh, cold. Like I, I got all that Jewish stuff. Yeah, it's it's funny. I was actually thinking about about your uh, your religion uh, a few days ago because you you messaged me at like three thirty in the morning. I woke up at like four a.m. and I saw that you finished. Uh, he's like, he sent me a message to this girl. Like, hey, I finished Get Ed. I'm like, oh man, you're definitely Jewish because none of fucking Jesus's disciples would fucking finish Get Ed. <laughs> yeah, like this is not not have, no, no Christian has finished fucking Get Ed. Bruh, if we wandered the desert for 40 years, we can watch 26 episodes of Get Episodes Ed. of Get Ed. <laughs> and, and by the way, I actually have to give Get Ed some props. Like, I, 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 I said this to Sam off the record, but I said the thing holding that show back, because I actually think that it is kind of a solid, like, kids action show, like, and, and the myth arc that they build is fucking delivered on. Like, it's so funny that, like, every fucking car- uh, Cartoon Network or Disney Channel show has this big myth arc that falls on its fucking face and utterly fails. It's like Star vs. the Force of Evil. Uh, it's, everyone thinks this about Steven Universe. I don't know if you agree or disagree. What, what, can you explain what a myth myth arc is? I, I've, I've it's, not It's always heard like... It, basically, it's it's when like a story has kind of an undercurrent of like way bigger elements besides just the the cast oh, and the characters. Oh, I, I I understand. Okay, so so um, like it's like yeah, it's a story about the crystal gems, but a space war happened. You know, it's like yeah, it's a story about Star and Marco, but there's racism in Muni. Like you know, like there there's uh, cartoons really love to do this, and they always fucking fail at it like horribly. And so I have to give Get Ed some props in that. Like it actually does like slowly build up to like the revelation that like of like what ed is and like why he's so like strong and advanced and like the villain is like i'm going to get ed's dna and then he does and he actually gets ed's powers like and he like total he actually destroys the fucking city like and and so the get ed finale which was they had more seasons planned, but it got canned, and then the creator died um, in two thousand nine, like at really young. So that's horrible. Yeah, it sucks because like 
there's no late stage get ed reboot so i was saying like yeah like the show ends kind of ends on a high note and actually like does like deliver on its promises and it could have been you know a lot cooler but if just the level of penis wasn't there yeah that's exactly (laughs) what i said the show is too penis there there is too much penis like quality to the show because i was thinking because i i didn't send this i didn't like send this to the discord but i was like thinking about it i'm like the level of penis is what's keeping like Jordan Fringe from doing a video on Get Ed. Like exactly. yeah, Jordan yeah. Fringe has done a video on Get Ed. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. It's called Wait. Oh. Remember Get Ed. Oh okay. Because I, I was like, I I think I think Get Ed is even too low for 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 fringe to hit. Like I even think that fall. Like I was under the impression it would fall below that. No, I I ended up card. I ended up thinking that it was pretty okay it was pretty solid for like what it was like it's but it's just so penis like the the, because the real (laughs) issue about it is like just it looks so penis like because the character models don't look bad it's just that they animate like really weirdly and like the shots are too quick and the music is super penis like it's (laughs) it's just it's good content ruined by penis i love the use of 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 the term penis to describe like a very like (laughs) like shoddy production like like very shoddy and like you you kind of recoil when you see it like you don't really want to see it yeah i mean Like, like obviously we have some some bi and gay listeners probably but like it is like I mean, even they probably can admit, like, you don't want to see an unwarranted penis. Yeah, you just don't want, like, yeah, like, it's, it's like being, you know what it is? You know what it is? It's like, it's like seeing penis at the, the gym locker room. Like, you walk yeah. in the gym locker room, you just saw it. Like, you're like, yeah, like, it's, it, 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 you're not gonna freak out about it, it was gonna happen, but also, like, I, you know, I fucking wish I didn't see that. I didn't need to, like, yeah, I didn't need to see that. Like, the, yeah, the, it, the quality of the show just is so penis, but like, <laughs> The writing of it ends up like the characters are all like really consistent. They don't have any moments where you're like the ki- oh he wouldn't fucking do that. Like they kind of all stick to the the plan and like episodes just aren't completely and totally driven by like bullshit like terrible decisions that characters make. It's all very consistent. Like the plots are really like action oriented. Everything that happens in them is usually based on, like, the job that they're doing. So characters, like, either kind of have foibles and flaws or they make a bad decision on the job based on the kind of person they are. It's like, it does everything right. It's just penis. And the premise is terrible. I I wouldn't even say it's terrible. I would just say the premise isn't. It's, like, such a baffling premise. It's one of those, like, 2000s premises where the premise is based on a titular character being akin to a superhero. Like, it is like just saying, oh, it's a story about Superman. It's a story about Ed. And Ed lives here. And he does this. Like, that that's kind of what it is. Like, Code Lyoko, there is a little bit more of, like, a premise, right? Like, where, where yeah. Xana Code exists. Lyoko, where it's... There's this mystery yeah, of a, who created they play Lyoko. They evil computer program. And, and they he affects go the real world. world. Where it's like, get it, it just happens to take place in product project, Progress City. And Mr. Bedlam just happens to be a bad guy. And Ed just happens to be, you know, this synthetically altered character. Like, it just, it just is the story of Ed, whom must be got. Uh, so so I, I think, I, I actually would say... Anyone curious about watching the show who just has a penis tolerance? Like, it, I would actually give it a recommendation. <laughs> if, you a, if you got a high, high cock tolerance, <laughs> do you, if you if you uh, have a, the thirty percent penis uh, resist <laughs> ring. <laughs>
Patch, Patch's penis yeah, ring. Yeah, Patch's penis ring. And, uh... <laughs> Yeah, so I, I would actually, I would actually recommend Get Ed. I think like it's not, it's not a must see. I think maybe. I, the problem is that like the penis level is just off the charts. I like, I truly can't protect because, you because like, because like, Kolioko <laughs> does not reach this level of penis at all with well, the, most of the its art. Because the 2D animated segments, the music it does. Yeah, the 2D animated segments look good though. Like that's what helps and it I to not be and penis. And I gotta be honest though, I don't think Cold, the uh, the 3D Kolioko sections quantify his penis no i really don't but like if there was the full show it might because just of production like they would probably have oh, to if it was the full show it, it might look a little whack i could see the school and stuff because the reason why kodioka works in 3d is because the sectors are simple like the, the geometry is simple and it makes sense right. and like it, it just they were very smart with how they set it up limitation wise it's a shame they got they the mega man x3 composer to to do the songs to do the soundtrack that was that was an l that, that was, was a big dude get, getting get, that man is a penis maestro i'm just gonna say it like whoever that guy is who composed the soundtrack like he actually is like the penis beethoven he is the the penis mozart <laughs> he, he has some of the the biggest penis music in the game i, I kind of want to do after this episode i'm gonna go to the, i'm gonna look this guy up and like find, like, <laughs> and find his it, soundtracks yeah. and like and see if, if it's all penis. Well, I'll, 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 i gotta go to moby games let's 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 fucking go to moby games and just, and just see if we can find this guy because if he's not on moby games i'm not gonna be able to fucking find him mega man x x3 the best x x game lamau fucking x3 sucks dude i'm i don't know what to tell you i don't know what to tell you just because it's on the super nintendo guys doesn't mean it's a good game i I, um i don't know what to say (laughs) holy shit that is such a great call out (laughs) that is actually such a great call out It's true, like... No, you're right, because a lot of people would be like, yeah, the SNES ones, they're all great. The PS1 ones all suck. It's like, no, that's not how this works. It's like saying all the NES Mega Man games are, like, perfect. It's like, that's not true. Okay. So, I I got it. Okay, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Our... Our composer in question... According to Moby Games, which is pretty accurate when it comes to this type of stuff, is uh, Kinuyo Yamashita, a uh, woman who was born on December 31st, oh 1965, in Amagasaki, Hyogo, Japan. She started playing the piano at age four and took lessons as a child. She graduated from Osaka Electric Communications University in 1986, and then she joined Konami and became a member of the legendary Konami Kukeha Club. Now, how she got involved in fucking Mega Man X3 as the composer, I have no idea. So, we're first... We're just gonna go through this. We're here now. So, her first credit was Natsume Championship Wrestling in 1994. Then she did Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on SNES. And then some fishing game called Mark Davis Fishing Master. I'm gonna have to listen then to that Then there's Legendary X3. So, she's only... she that This, and also... This is her second music credit. Third, if you count a music composer credit in Mark Davis's The Fishing Master, the 1995 SNES class. <laughs> Masterpiece! The 19... Because it's on the Super Nintendo! Uh, <laughs> and then... Let's see a couple Game Boy games. I'm trying to see if there's anything she did. Oh, she did the sound design for Croc 2 on the Game Boy Color. Okay, okay. 
She also did uh, some Game Boy Advance. She basically became a Game Boy Advance composer. She was the music composer in Metabot's Metabee. So that's the soundtrack we need to look up. Yeah, that's, because that's the, that will tell us if, if Mega Man X3 was like, was just a, like, was it, was an accidental dick slip or if, if that was like a true dick pick? Like, like she really sent, she really sent, hit send on that pick. Yeah, I've never seen a, a, a woman be able to compose quite a level of penis music. That level music of penis to- music. Well, you know what I'll say? Depending on your perspective, I, I would actually say that the woman who did the Breath of the Wild soundtrack is capable of some, some strong penis content, because she also did a lot of Animal Crossing songs, and Animal Crossing has some penis in it. I, I don't dislike the Animal Crossing soundtrack, but there's a lot of songs that are just really, like, repetitive loops with some, like, penis-ass instrumentation, so... <laughs> I mean, so, you know, just because you can just because you can make penis music doesn't mean that you're destined to be a penis maestro. But I and then I would love to hear more. And uh, after. So, yeah, so she did Metabots Meta on Game Boy Advance and then also Metabots Infinity, which is a GameCube game. She also did the sound for the Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, Wrath of the the Dark Bitch or whatever. Wrath of the Dark Wrath of the Dark Hool King. I don't know, Buffy. I don't know. That I don't know either. Um. And then she, in 2010, did the music for a browser game called Stickvania, which I don't know anything about. And then in 2014, she's in the special thanks for Gundhound EX and has no other credits after, after that. What a fucking career. Her last career. credits in the games industry was like 2010. So I, I love reading, by the way, about people like Kino Yo Yamashita, who... Just like it's like me as an editor. Yeah, just a random smattering of games and left an impact on us with like the tunnel rhino theme, you know? (laughs) That's the whole song. That's the whole song. She really is a penis maestro, and and it, it is genuinely impressive that like a lot of women can do penis music. So so I would actually call penis music the most progressive frontier. Like like there was no glass ceiling to penis music. It's like uh, Chef Gusto from Rad Tui. Anyone can penis music. Yeah, exactly. Anyone can compose penis music. Yeah. Uh, and honey, you go. I believe that not everyone can compose penis music. And then at the end, Rad- you know, Remy shows his fucking cock and starts playing the harp with it, and Antonio just 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 nodding along, and he writes his positive review about penis music. I mean, you know, anyone can. And write- then he takes it back to his childhood in front of the Super Nintendo, <laughs> yeah. and he enters the, tar- <laughs> the Tiger Slash stage, <laughs> Neon Tiger stage, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I mean, it's it's an art. Penis is an art, and and I definitely think. <laughs> oh, oh, people are gonna clip that out of uh, out of context. Um, hey, you can follow her on Twitter. <laughs> at oh, okay. Kinuyo Yamashita, and apparently she lives in New Jersey. <laughs> we gotta find her, dude. We actually gotta find her. Oh, dude, 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 dude we gotta get her on the show. Uh, we have to get her on the show. Yeah, I'm a Japanese sound producer and composer for video games. I compose music for Castlevania, Mega Man X3, and more. My dog is a Whippet, and his name is Nico. Do you think we... She has last tweeted on December 26, 2017. 
God damn it. We're not going to get her on the show. No. Well, yeah. And then the tweet before that was on December 17th, 2013, four years prior. Um, <laughs> Just got which done I chilling. love when that happens when you go to someone's account and they've been inactive. And then it was like they were inactive for four years and then they were had one post 10 months ago <laughs> and then they were, went inactive again. It's the famous Just Got Done Chilling. Yeah, or my favorite was that was a big thing with YouTubers back in the day. I'm sure you remember this, but maybe some of your favorite channels where they they'd be gone for a while and then it'd be like update, I'm back, and then they just be gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I used to do that because because the update uploading the update video is exciting enough to kind of get your fix. That was a, a culture, uh, an era that just doesn't exist anymore because of the community post. Yeah. You don't you don't have to upload the I'm back where it's you and your stupid T-shirt talking to the camera like you. You can just say, hey, guys, you know, the content's going to continue on your stupid community post. And and that's that's it. Um, so I have a couple of of things that I can talk about that I, I didn't really get a chance to that. I yeah, think, it hit us with the, Yeah, we went long with the questions. No, so. it's fine. I mean, here's the thing. We, it's all we, we do it for the fans. We do it for, <laughs> we do it for you guys. So. <laughs> that's why we're out here that's why we're out here playing ball every week you yeah. know we do it for the fans just you know <laughs> shout outs to the fans um so after a long-standing one-sided beef as they all are uh with with the the company of pixar my mother said some words i didn't want to hear i truly did not want to hear these words but she said words you never want your yeah. mother say to be honest with you she said Hey, do you want to watch a movie tonight? And immediately I froze. I was like, did you just, did you say we're going to watch a movie? Like that immediately puts the fear of God in me because I can't control the movie selection and I don't know what we're going to watch. And you also can't even say no to the initial request. No, anyways. like, cause you're just an asshole. That's how we ended up watching, um, the Banshees of Ira Shannon, which I, I don't dislike that film, but that's definitely one of those movies where like, if you're not really into movies as an art, like like yeah, as, yeah. as the primary way that you consume really interesting stories, it kind of doesn't. I, I you you with *Malignant*. I remember this was the thing where it's like there are sometimes where you're just kind of used to seeing crazier or like more different stuff than that. Whereas for a lot of film viewers, that's like it. That's like the peak of like strange idea exploration of like or unique subjects being explored and that movie is a very unique movie it's about like these like how these like feuds between like two old people just start like and that just last until they die where because you always see this in paired in like sitcoms and stuff where they're like yeah i refuse to talk to him because 25 years ago he kept my lawnmower like it's it's about like how those feuds kind of start uh and it's a little bit more intense um and very dramatic, but yeah, like I finished it and I was like, I mean, that was good. Uh, it, yeah, you could clearly understand the quality of it, but you also understood you're like, I, I don't, I, I don't appreciate movies on the le- on on the level. To yeah, appreciate where what like the what it's really doing. That was not the way. That was not the only way to introduce a story about those elements to me, because. I, there's a lot of stories that like are willing to weave elements like this into their general weirdness, but it's a good film and I do recommend it. Um, but, uh, you know, so but this time your mom wanted to watch something that was, that was more questionable. Yeah, that was a little more questionable. She said, Miles, do you want to watch Elemental? And I fucking big boss alert just went off. Yeah. Fucking (laughs) contact. Like. 
I I heard that and the alarm started sounding CP CP. This is zero one. <laughs> All units. Yeah, and so like I couldn't say no, but we all know me. Now, my mother, I mean, my mother knows me, but she does not know not, this not part this well. of me, where my hatred for Pixar is a river. Rolling on and on forever, baby. It will never fucking die. So, I'm sitting here, I've like ball busted Elemental for just qu- buying its back for ages for having the lamest premise of all fucking time. And it is massively what if lame. Avatar was about the elements instead. <laughs> yeah, it's it's what if elements could love. One of the worst fucking premises I've ever fucking seen in my entire goddamn life. And goddamn, is that a stupid fucking premise. Um, but then I sit down, I start watching the movie. And partway through the film, I realize this is actually the kind of movie that I want from Pixar. Like, genuinely. Because the story is mid and they're not trying to do like anything like really ambitious and thoughtful and deep. The problem is that it has like this like immigration, like, or like kind of like soft racism, soft anti-immigration, like, you know, Oh, it's bad. We suffer so much. Like element that just completely falls flat. Like for example, like they're the fire elements are kind of like, they're, they're, they're allowed to live in the city, but like there's some judgment around them. But the one example of like fire elements being like oppressed was that they weren't allowed in an herbarium with a bunch of plants that are really rare because they're fire. And, and like that's one of those moments where you think, Oh, so in this universe, I actually kind of understand the racism here. I kind of agree. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like the Tokyo Ghoul thing, where it's like it, it, in Tokyo Ghoul is not an allegory for racism, but if you act like it is, it's like it do, it's different. It's not they're different species actually here, though. It's not the same situation. Yeah, like it's 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 like being racist against they are like a fire. It's like being racist they against a cow. They light the plants on fire. <laughs> It's like being racist against a cow insofar that, like, yeah, we are just different, dude. Like, I am going to call a cow fucking inferior to me. Sorry, India. But, like, I have more brains than this cow. I have less stomachs, unfortunately, but more brains. Uh, so that's just, it's just factual. We're just different. We're not fucking equals just because we're both alive. I can see this. See this cow? You stupid fuck. I'm better than you. So, yeah. like. But I'm watching the film, and what I realize is that this is a classic Disney tech demo movie, where it's basically just Disney Pixar flexing their amount of money and, like, specifically their level of, like, animation technique and animation technology to tell a story that's just about the visuals. And this is actually the kind of movie that I actually think... I like this. I like when anime movies do this, and this is a very specific anime thing where like the story is red line is absolutely 200 percent this movie where it's just about the visual feat the achievement of the animation and the actual movie itself has such a thin story but like the decision to have it be about elements is actually kind of brilliant because what ends up happening is that they can have like these these 
I mean, it's about essentially like the way that elements like kind of interact with the natural world, which means that they can have these fucking dazzling light shows and characters like with their elements, like they mix in ways that like, I mean, it's chemistry. I mean, and they say yeah, they like make steam and stuff. Yeah. War in the fire mix. There's a great scene where they're both inside of a hearth. Uh, and like the thing is, cause she's fire and he's water. Like there's like, like prismatic lighting, like just kind of going circular around the room. And it's like really beautiful and impressive. And it, it, it emulates real life in a way that kind of makes you appreciate like the beauty of what's happening. Like it, it allows you to stop and appreciate like beautiful real world effects because there's a love story attached to what is happening. Like there's prismatic lighting because fire and water are holding hands and they're together. And the cinematography, by the way, great the art direction great the color palette way too pastel for my liking but great like it's just it's the so kind it of like everything but the writing yeah basically. and you know what that's great because pixar's writing sucks they've been doing the same fucking movie for 10 12 years now and like I, this is why i also like turning red where they're just like we're not even gonna try the story we're telling has the smallest stakes and and the the story is just about very simple characters who want very simple things and the emotional highs are not gonna be that high and the emotional lows are not gonna be that low and we're just here to animate and i was like so pleased i was so pleased by the fact that this wasn't a movie about immigration it was just a stupid fucking rom-com about fire and water that used the elements to have beautiful visual storytelling allegories and all i could think to myself and, and by the way the set pieces are genuinely gorgeous but it's so funny because the writing is like specifically the dialogue is fucking bad in a way that's really unique for movies because it's not like it's not like samurai cop or like the room where like you're like something's wrong here it's just the fact that everyone speaks so directly and with like no like prose or no like elegance and and like everything is tell don't show like with with the, the dialogue because it's just about the elements dude it's just about the beauty of chemistry and the natural it's world about the beauty of claude yeah and dude claude has got the riz let me yeah, tell you the rizzler over here <laughs> the fucking rizzler claude the sexual harassment boy um but uh yeah, like, at one point, like, she, she, like, the dad wants her to take over the store, like, he's, by the way, the, the allegory's fucking dog shit, the immigration allegory's, like, actually heinous, like, it's so badly conceived, so the reason that they left their country was not because Element City's the land of opportunity, because you can't apply America's better than some fucking backwater place like Fireland, which is supposed to be Ireland, and, like, they, so they're all fireish, but, like, they're Indian, like, like, the guy runs, like, a corner store, right, like, the fire the fire guy runs Wait like a, a corner store and he speaks with like a you know like an accent like an indian sounding accent but they're from fireland <laughs> and they're fireish so like already something's not right something is not right now obviously i'm aware that the irish were the irish are redheads but well, i was also that, it hey, there works you go. why are they indian if it was gonna be fire so so the other thing is just the fact that like I'm I'm aware that when like couldn't the wind people be Indians or something like that would make that, that would that they would got make mountains some sense. and shit they're, they're, they're all Tibetans they're Tibetans yeah um yeah so I mean it's it's a really weird like thing there and and again I'm aware that 
Ireland and the Irish people when they came here, like they were persecuted again. So like that's completely fair. But like this is a more modern thing of like Indians being persecuted against, like in their little corner stores. <laughs> um, but at one point, like she takes over the counter because the dad wants her to take over the store. And they, they do a really good job with this plot in particular, where it's not like the boring thing of, but I don't want to take over the store. I don't want to. And my dad won't approve. Like the whole reason that she that she like she just doesn't tell them and when she tells them at the end it, they're like that's fine do what you want like we assume that this was what you wanted because you never said anything but i approve like get out of here so there's none of that fucking garbage manufactured drama but i don't want to be a doctor there's none of that shit it's about her as a character failing to communicate and causing her own problems and the parents are not villainized for it it's fucking great it's so not Disney. But it doesn't sound like that exciting either. No, it's not, but it's it's great if you're me and like you're fucking done with all this shit with the generational trauma and the fucking parents don't understand the kids and and, oh my god and white people are bad and colonization is bad it's all bad anything involving America is bad. Bad. Like, like the fact that like Lightyear is a movie about how Buzz is a toxic white male and he needs to start letting other people do the job that he usually tries to do entirely by himself because he like and it's not like a racism Dude, the thing. The pilot of Buzz Lightyear of Star Command literally did that story, but ten times better in twenty two minutes because he wants Ex- to work alone. Yeah, forty minutes, but still like the the problem is that in Lightyear in particular, like he doesn't end up doing anything in the end he basically just lets everyone else do his job which makes him look incompetent yeah where at least it's like in the in the fucking star command pilot yeah he still saves the day but like his buddies fucking were crucial in a saving him and also coming in with the fucking assist like it should be yeah in the fucking movie about the character who you named the movie after and the only that's what offends me about shit like that is it's like you sold the movie off of this IP, and then you're gonna be like, actually, this guy sucks, and all the new characters are what you really want. Which is see. the most, like, yeah, that's the most like modern you. Disney garbage nowadays. You, the Disney. Marvels, like, like that's what they're doing. Let's like, oh, you didn't like one Captain Marvel? How about three? And by the way, they're all gonna be better than Carol Danvers. I know you don't like Carol Danvers, but they're all going to be better than her anyway, because that's what we do Including, around here. Wait a minute, cool. Carol Danvers is also in one of the Marvels in the Marvels. I know, but she's, I, I guarantee you that she's... going to be better in this movie than she was in 2018 Captain Marvel? No, I guarantee you that she's going to be slightly worse than she was in 2018 Marvel, so that they can prop up these new The Marvels, even though she already fucking sucked and no one liked her in the first one. Um... They're gonna they're gonna fucking throw her under the bus again, <laughs> but like it's the el- so the elemental shit in this movie is so funny because she wants to run the corner store, but she keeps like getting too mad at the customers. And what's it called? The fire stop. It's called the fireplace. Oh damn it! Yeah, yeah. But uh, he he takes her to the back of the store, and he's like, "You must learn to control your temper." You know, that's an Asian. I don't I don't know how to do an Indian. I'll do it. Uh, no, I know how to do an Indian. When you are ready to take over and make a connection, you can take over the store. And, like, 
and and he's just like so like upfront, and she's like, "Thank you so much, Papa." And he's like, "You are my daughter, and I love you very much." Now go back to the counter, like you know, just just so direct. And like Wade as a character is the most like like he is like the most like beta insecure woman's dream, where it's just he's so. He thinks she is the fucking queen of the world, and he thinks that she's awesome and amazing, and she doesn't see how great she <laughs> he, is. He thinks she's lit. She thinks she's lit. Yeah, like, it's literally that Jonas Brothers song, You Don't Know You're Beautiful. Like, that. that is Wade as a character. And, like, all of his, like, romantic lines are like, I sure love when you're yourself. Like, just so bad but like the it's just about like the animation and the beauty of like of elements. watch it on mute watch dude, it on yeah mute. dude watch it on mute watch it watch it with with your favorite penis music in the background and just have a good time like it uh, honestly watch it with the subtitles because you're not missing anything with the performances really um and just like enjoy the visuals and just and just be okay with just existing in in animation land for a bit and it's the kind of thing that americans really like don't do like we don't value just animation technique as much as other countries ireland loves to do this like japan obviously russia russia's huge on just animation technique being the point um and so it was like cool to see that and it made me realize what my problem with pixar is which is that pixar's premises their actual premises are the lamest thing in the world but when they then try and like gas them up and make them like important, it's like this fucking infuriating nightmare of like it's it's like you're not doing a good job. The story's bad. Your messaging's because bad. Of my, like, I gotta know like what the fuck is the climax of this movie? Like what is the big climax of the film? This is so bizarre. All of it's so bizarre. So there's a dam that's leaking into the city. And it's leaking into the fireplace because the city has not shut off the water to the area because the Fireberg, Fire, Fire Town, whatever it's called, is like sort of underserviced. It's so it's it's like a Chinatown sort of comparison, right? Um, and so like the the dam is not affecting anywhere else in town, but it or like anywhere else in the city really, but it is affecting their basement because they just have you know they haven't really done enough investigating because it's not a high enough income part of town is sort of the parallel that they're making um and he uh wade sorry um and uh ember fix the dam because she blows glass and by the way the glass blowing sequences are like so animation it's like really sick um it's just if you like animation it's just worth seeing animation yeah that is animation it's animation (laughs) i must have been in the wrong theater but that's the line right no, I was referencing the fucking babies kids ad, oh. where the guy goes, "That's animation." <laughs> and he says, "That's animation," and then a follow up, but fucking nostalgia critic would just cut it at "That's animation," and like that is like the funniest shit ever. See, I was I was referencing uh, beta. Uh, you're sorry, right, gamma, yeah, you're yeah. Mentioning, yeah th- th- this must be the wrong room from Sonic Adventure. <laughs> yeah, this, that's a great reference. This That's must also be the wrong theater. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but but um. 
So so she like blows the glass and it's 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 just it's a marvel of of CGI. She blows glass and like creates like really reinforced glass that holds the the leaking dam at bay, right? It truly is an animation moment. It truly it really is. And if you like animation it's not penis. This is the anti-Get Ed, where, like, I actually think the story elements of Get Ed turned out to be pretty, like, better than expected. It's just the penis elements were terrible. This movie or, turned or out the to have... the visual elements. Yeah, this movie turned out to have a story that was, like, way lesser, and I appreciated that. They didn't even try. It was just, like, a rom-com. Yeah, a porno plot, but, like, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah like, it actually is porno animation, like, in a, in, a, in a good way. Um, But the thing is, the glass starts to break at an arbitrary point in the film. Um... Because again, plotting, uh, and the the city start like fire town starts to flood, and all the fire people are in danger. There's there's a they they all the like mid tier like C tier movies that they've done um, end with someone like outrunning a fucking flood, like the, in the Good Dinosaur and in this movie, someone's they're outrunning a flood. It's like it's like a Roland Emmerich film, um, but she's outrunning it on a motorcycle, so it's better. Uh, because she arrives around on a delivery bike, um, and with her fucking JRA goggles, uh, and um, so the, so she warns all the people to get to higher ground, and then she and Wade uh, start to try and fix the store, and so they, they they bring a blue flame from their their hometown to melt that ice to get the Zora King out, and and she says. We need to protect the blue flame. It's important to my dad. And Wade understands because he's so culturally sensitive. He's so sensitive. Yeah, like, I, I know it's so important for your people in order to be able to, <laughs> to, to, have, to, to, to melt the Zora the water temple. Yeah, to, melt the, to get that Zora's tunic for free. Um, and, and so, <laughs> you, can't be, you can't be paying 200 rupees for that shit. Yeah, and, and so like... Not in today's economy. <laughs> Not with Bush in the White House. Um, so they, they save the blue flame by bringing it inside of a hearth that like the mom uses for like fortune telling. That's her like side business. Um, but the hearth is sealed. And the thing is, Ember is so hot in this enclosed space that Wade starts to evaporate. And he like fucking dies for a moment because, of course, he comes back in some capacity. Um, and she brings a pretty crazy if she fucking killed the lover. She killed her love interest. Yeah. Like that would have been so based and just, just a Titanic moment, right? Like just do a Titanic moment. We're too big to fit on the door. Um, but you can't do that in a kid's movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 I, I squashed the beef with Pixar, not because I think Pixar is redeemed. Their next movie is going to be a piece of shit. Probably, probably gonna suck ass. Um, but I squashed the beef in that I don't think they're they're like the movies themselves are the problem. It's the fact that that they keep trying to tell these important stories and they're bad at it. They suck ass. And if they just accept that they're a bunch of nerds who like to animate, like the rest of the fucking animation industry, they could probably make some good fucking movies again. Like Turning Red was really good because it was so unimportant. It was about girls and their vaginas. Like, like that's the movie. Uh, and and Elemental's so unimportant. It's about it's about a fucking a fucking cuck, an actual fucking beta, fucking bowing to his queen who doesn't know how beautiful she is. But like, both of them just have gorgeous animation and great energy. And if the plot sucks, it's fine because the plot is barely there. It's okay. So I I really like I really. I, I wouldn't even say I like really like the movie, but I like the fact that I don't have to like dread every Pixar movie being being like an attempt at 
at doing a Toy Story 3 and just fucking falling on its face and falling down the stairs and tumbling into a taxi that opens up and they tumble into a landfill and get covered with garbage. Like, just stop. You're not good. You're not good at stories anymore. I don't know why, but you're bad at them. Yeah. (laughs) Just give up and just make make fucking the Mario movie. That movie's equally vapid and looks great. And I was just as pleased because they played fucking four measures of the SNES Rainbow Road song and it sounded gorgeous. And and I was happy. I was so happy to hear a song I know. Um So that was that was my experience with Elemental. And I figure we should end this show off the worst way possible. Because you brought up something that I have been thinking about all fucking week, which is we were talking about the lyrics to one of our favorite songs of all time. Name not remembered. <laughs> um, where the famous lyric, ice cream, scooping, scooping, shitting, pooping. And, and we stopped. We were talking off the record and we stopped. And Sam said to me something very profound. Miles, we need to discuss the difference between a shit, a poop, and a dump. And yep. immediately, I thought to myself, I can explain this. I can yeah, explain this. Okay, well, let's hear your theories, okay? And by the way, crackheads, this is the most engaged we want you to be. Tell us what the difference is. Yeah, please. Write, write, us, write us in the podcast discussion thread on Discord what your different, how you would sort of separate these terms. Because I, because, but you and I, you immediately agreed with me in the sense that all three of these terms mean different things. They do. When when you say poop, when you say dump, when you say shit, they they, they mean uh, you you are there are three different actions. Now they are the same act, but they are three different actions. I no, they're not actions. They're experiences. They're twenty five percent actions, seventy five percent result. I think. Okay, so you're going by result. Okay, okay. So we are actually we have different metrics, and I'll let you explain yours first. So like to me, like if I take a if if I if I take a poop. I sit on the toilet and I'm I'm dropping like pellets. I'm, I'm dro- no, I'm dropping that's like- way too, dude. That's that's too lenient. That's or that that's too like strict. I think because poop, I think is that's the platonic, that's the platonic bowel moving experience, right? Like when you when you take a poop, that is the ideal. In it's normal. It, it's it's here's the thing. It's normal. It's gonna happen. You do it. And it, it's fine, and, and life goes on, and it's all, and it's all good. A dump. <laughs> when, when you take a dump, a ba- also known colloquially as dropping a load, or dropping maybe a even deuce. a deuce, <laughs> yes, a deuce as well as as well is the same. That's all the same term. They're all the synonyms for the same same thing. To me, a dump. <laughs> is a, a great effort followed by great relief. Okay, like like a dump is like I like y- you had to drop a big load, like you had to really like like I really gotta go to the bathroom, like I I really gotta take a dump right now, and you go and it's a lot you might be in the on you might be in the toilet for like double digit minute wise or whatever you the, might the, be on there. We're, we're in leg falling asleep zone yeah we're like 
Yeah, you might be in there for a while, but like it's you maybe it's because you had a couple big meals or whatever. You just kind of ate. This crazy. is the Thanksgiving. Like that's that's the Thanksgiving uh, result. Yeah, like like that's a uh, like that's a. But again, here's the key point: is the second part, which is the which is sort of like a, a feeling of, of pretty great relief, like when it's all said and done. Like, fuck yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling great. That's a dump. A shit. <laughs> is what I had to deal with yesterday. Oh like, no! Where you fucking you fucking feel like dog shit before you get on the toilet. You enter limbo hell. You you enter one of the nine circles of the fucking Dante's Inferno. Um, in on the one on the actual toilet. And then when it's all done, said and done, your ass just fucking hurts and is sore. And no matter how much you fucking wipe, it feels like it just That's, doesn't it's end. It's endless, yeah. It's endless. It's actually endless. That, my friend Miles, is a shit. See, we have such a different metric because I was actually going to argue that it is based on as much the results as the situation, the feeling that you get that arises before you realize that's happening this is happening we're going now okay <clears throat> i think that a poop is the most casual but it's also the Agreed. most like ideal and the most like normal right like nothing Agreed. to report yes absolutely if absolutely. you are playing a game or if you're watching a movie or if you're doing whatever it is that you do and you start to feel that you need to poop easy enough to just stand up you know do get get to the bathroom do your thing one single log not too hard, not too soft, just normal. This is the kind of experience you don't tell anyone about. Not just be out of modesty or privacy, but because there's no story. And yeah, nothing interesting. And nothing, yeah, nothing really interesting. I, I would call it a mild urge, a niggling urge, if you will. You, you feel just a little like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was about that time. Get up, take care of it, come back, go right back to your game. I would argue that the level of toilet paper wiping necessary what, what toilet paper wiping is the is most minimal? redundant phrase. I would say minimal to like a reasonable amount, like three, four, like, you know, I think is that that's the that's the end cap, like the real top. But I would say one to two yeah. is, is more normal. Like, like, like I'll judge it, but not based on the amount of like tissue paper used but the amount of swipes taken I, yeah i think, a, I think that's what's assessment. what's most important and everyone swipes different under but. four swipes I, I think is is fair for poop i think that's fair right yeah you think that, that's like, fair so I, I would argue that this is th this is the equivalent of like there's there's coming there's nutting and there's busting like which i think we talked about before. <laughs> yeah like this is this is the equivalent of coming okay uh and so a dump, I think, is a dump is like one where the the feeling in your guts is so fucking raw and powerful, and you can tell this is gonna be great. It's like I have to go the that like feeling of like I like I need to go to that. Yeah, like, but but I in particular, like it's like it's that feeling of like ah, uh, the food's 
Food's done. I'm satisfied. I'm feeling good. This is what I, I reference Thanksgiving. You're sitting on the couch, you're watching football and or uh, whatever it and is you watch. And it's coming your way. You know your 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 Thanksgiving feast is is, yeah. is about and to. You all know it's you all know it's coming back, and it's you, about to reach its final destination. And 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 you get up, and no one says anything because hey, we're all gonna be there. No judgment. Um. But you go on there, and I don't necessarily think that the length of time matters per se, but I do think that 10 to 15 minutes is due to the volume, the the very particular volume of, like, not only are you going to go, you're going to go a lot. And and this might just be one massive log. It might be some smaller more segmented logs. It's the difference between uh, an any percent and an IL. Uh, how, about, how about this, Mouse? The dump is maybe unpleasant, but it's not really painful. The yeah. shit, the shit hurts. Well, I was the actually about to say, painful. I don't, I don't necessarily think the shit has to be painful. I think it's about the reaction that you have. Where, like, so when when you're taking a dump, right? Like, you you need to take a dump. Like, and, yeah. and when you poop, you need to poop, right? This is all normal. A shit, I think, you need to shit, and that like emphasis that feeling of like it's like i am not about to do this it is about to happen to me like when when you go when you go to take a dump that's usually a moment of like yeah i'm feeling it i really need to really need to go but like like you that is a choice that you make that you you knew what you were getting into when you ate the food you knew yeah, exactly you, how you it was going to come out the, the shit kind of call, is is unexpected kind, most of the time i feel like yeah like, when when you need to shit you're on the way to a party you didn't go before you left and yeah, and you're going to go at that party you, yeah or or it, it was fucking you had a fucking interview in 30 minutes and it's like and you know you're already feeling a little nervous and you got some you know you're feeling in your stomach a bit and then it's like oh fuck i think i gotta go to the bathroom but then you can't go to the fucking bathroom because you're fucking nervous and it's just like fuck and because if because i'm the type of guy miles where if there's any sort of time limit i you can't type do a situation i can't do it bro even if it's like 40 minutes it's it's like I'm the oh, same bro, exact it's line of time. Bro. I'm the same exact way. Like especially I'm like so if, glad I'm not alone. Especially dude. if you like don't really need to go yet. Like here's the thing: if you don't really need to go yet, that's because you need to poop. Like that's what that means, right? If you need to shit, you're already there, man. You got no yeah, choice. Yeah. Like it, it's when you have to shit, it is happening to you, whether you like it or not. It's happening to you. So, so having to shit is 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 an event. It, it's it's a it's a fucking QTE, man. Where like you either fail or you pass. There is no agency. It happens to you. Um, but I, I don't think the actual like pleasantness or unpleasantness necessarily factors in so much as the level of desperation required. Um, so that was my metric. It was it was more about the reaction you feel and like the nece- the necessity you feel prior to the act. Like and and it's yeah. interesting because I was going to say that there's real there's no delineation because there is a delineation for number 2 and number 3. There's no delineation for number 1 though between like peeing, pissing and whizzing and taking a leak and yeah, all that. Like, there's just too many variables. There's too many of them, and you can't quantify the experience. You kind of always have to, like, it's always the same thing, really. Like, depending on how yeah. desperate you are, it's, it's still to taking me, a lead. To me, the only difference between a pee and a piss is like the p 
PSI level of like how fast force. It's, it's coming out of the dragon, you know? Yeah, the the yeah, it's how fast it's coming out of the Mega Man X three soundtrack. Like you just <laughs> yeah, you, you, <laughs> like if if there's like a little how, how fast is it, it's coming off the the screen of a Get It uh, <laughs> yeah showing on how Jet fast X is how fast is the PM. shot in in Get It in Get It? How quickly does it cut away in Get It? Um. No, I think that's a pretty fair thing, but it, but it, it is interesting that it's almost unspoken. It's almost unspoken, and you can tell the difference between even before you get there. There's an intuition in you that knows which of the three categories you're about to drop, and I don't know what it is. I think it's just one of those things that makes us more intelligent than the animals, that makes us what we are. Human. Yeah, I, I will say it is one of these things where it's like I will remark to myself like the state of like what I just had like when it, like when I'm when it's all when it's like it's it's over we're done it's like yeah that was a dump yeah that was a shit that was a poop like 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 because that's what that's you like, like know that's for that, sure because I agree screen scorecard at the at the end yeah. Cause I, cause I will say for me is like there are some times where I sit and I think I am gonna poop and I shit, and there are some times I think I'm gonna shit and I just poop, or or you know, or or sometimes I'm gonna poop and I take a dump. It's crazy. Where like that's, that's the thing true. Is where, like, I think the different where you just might be more. You you just probably have better fucking. I don't know. You got better observation. I have, I have when a it comes sense. To the shit, I, I don't know why, but I have a like, sense like where where when I get there, I kind of know what's gonna happen, and I don't necessarily know what how or what gives me this sense but i put it on my resume and that's how i got hired for this most recent job hell yeah that's awesome oh yeah awesome and if you want to learn tips about how to get hired for a super cool job join our discord yeah join the miku's we'll house you all the discord yeah the miku miku's house <laughs> miku's perfectly normal home Just it's just a picture. It's just a picture of Miku at like condo. Miku's a picture of Miku like eating eating an omelet like at at her breakfast table. Like there's like a dog somewhere in the frame. (laughs) Completely normal house. Normal. (laughs) Uncracks your house. You know what? Uncracks your crack house. (laughs) That's what happens when you get hired. They say we're about to uncrack your house. Yeah. Well, you can either get hired or get it. <laughs> I hate us so fucking much. I think God should kill us.